Oh. Alright. We should be live now. Sorry for the little bit of a delay. There he is. I hear you. Let's Whoa. make sure, let's make sure wow. we got all of our mics on and nothing yeah, muted. So down a little bit. Oh, whoa, 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 move your headphones, dog. Yeah, you can't <laughs> put them right next to the... Well, ro robo Cole. Listen to all this feedback. We are... This is amateur hour. This is... This is... Hey... This is novice amateur podcasting right now. <laughs> and super loud, um, too. So if we could get their volumes of their headsets down. Yeah, it's probably just... Whoa. That... Mine's disappeared. But yeah, 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 yeah. You can move it up more than that. So this more is what that. we do before we go live. Yeah, yeah. Okay, more than I'm that. Good. But now you're getting it more live. Can you give me a little more Danny Palm, please? Thank you, sir. That's Were good. you saying you want a little more Danny Palm? A little more Danny Palm. Hello, people. Dude, after Sprawling the Berg, we sold two Hello People shirts online. Did you guys see that? No. I swear to God. That's two awesome. people bought Hello People shirts after Sprawling the Berg. Danny, can you take awesome. mine down a little bit? Nice. Jimothy. Can you give go. me some decibels? He needs more. He needs a couple he, more. He got no snare in his headphones. All right, we're in some good shape now. Are we all good now? I think good. so. Folks, yeah. welcome to the wrap-up podcast. I think I need to move This uh, we, we had Sprawl in the Berg on fr Friday night and Brawl in the Berg 17 on Saturday night. Needless to say, it's been a very exhausting weekend for the crew here at 247 <laughs> Fighting Championships. Um, Dylan Cole, he he's actually a pit student. He's he's sitting sitting seating. Uh, I'll learn I'm how over to talk. Here. He's I'm in the studio. Whatever. He he's twenty. How old are you? Twenty two. Twenty two years old, and he could not exp like when we got in here today. He could not express to me how exhausted he was. Oh, you're you twenty two years old, kid. You poor I'm kid. I'm getting old. What do you want from me? Yeah, I'm ready for another fight night. Let's wow. go. We worked Dylan to September death. 9th. I, I should recover by <laughs> Poor Dylan. Oh, you had to watch. I was saying they took care wah. of me, though. There we go. We're in good shape. We're ready to go. I mean, I'm tired, but we're still up here. We're still doing podcasts. Hey, and... I'm proud of you, man. You made it here on time. Did I you bring in your blankie? No, yeah, but I wish I did. Yeah, I after understand. after a weekend like this, there, there are a, a tremendous amount of shout outs we need to give to people. First and foremost, I want to thank Pat Johnston. Nice, Pat. Um, he gave us four of Cheers. these. Cheers. We brought two. That are two of them are here. The two people that are awesome. Um, and then there's me and Jim too. Um, but these, he made these for us and they're absolutely phenomenal. Pittsburgh combat sports podcast. Yeah. What are these called? Sick. Tumblers. 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 I was going to call them mugs, but they're not mugs. No. Yeah. Tumblers. I used mine at uh weigh-ins right after he gave it to me. He's like, you're definitely going to want to wash that first. And I said, I'm good. Just yeah. pour it <laughs> I didn't wash <laughs> this good. either. Now nah. nah, we're good. Hey Pat, if there's anything like real bad in there, if we keel over during the podcast at least it'll make for a good we'll get is. lots of views for sure hey ryan died on the podcast you should go check it out that would have been good good way to go out huh <laughs> there's yeah well you're danny's on it today like yeah it. I'm, 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 oh yeah after last night i was definitely flirting with um i mean i was telling people after the show like i'm just happy that i didn't get knocked out yeah like, i that was a very real possibility so we had our first like 
We're just jumping major right incident, into this. Major incident. There was so I'm I'm sitting at my normal spot at cage side and there's a slight bit of like noise going on and then all of a sudden I see Luke Payson and he's like, Ryan, Ryan, come here. And I had no idea why this was happening. So I jump up and I start running and I see like melee happening in the stands. Um, and so I run over and it's this. So there were a fight team that was on the card that were kind of starting like verbal altercations throughout the whole process. And not a big deal, you know, we could hype fights, but after his fight, it became an issue. Um, and so there was all kind of stuff going on, and these guys, these this whole team of, of people, we had to, like, usher them out, and there were a bunch of people that, like, they had antagonized that were, like, it was like a mob. It was, like, crazy. And I was in between all of them. And the security was nowhere to be found. And, like, we have hired security, like, uniformed security officers. And they were not to be found. Look at you were in the middle of danger. Yeah. Do you think us four are equipped to handle some chaos? <laughs> like, Our, Pat, Pat Johnson helped. Yeah, Pat Johnson was Pat, out there. He was literally almost outside worked, fellas. Yeah, keeping yeah. these guys. But I was literally in the middle of it and i was basically like just go get like and i i could have very easily got knocked out they were going at it for sure yeah i mean it was exactly as you described these things happen in mma so (laughs) they never happened to us punches were actually thrown last night no nobody actually got hit there were there were some no punches. Nothing I, landed. I was in the nothing middle of, landed. Uh, yeah. Nothing landed. Yeah, so, there were punches thrown for sure. Like I will, I will tell you one hundred percent. There were punches thrown. Were hmm. any? Did anyone get like hit hard or anything like that? No, but there was one hundred percent punches thrown. But we like, yeah. I think we handled it like we we handled know. it as well as you could handle that. I think. I mean, in fairness, too, it wasn't just the one team oh no absolutely not yeah but what i'm saying is they antagonized a lot of people so you had a group here and a group there that did not want to back down from each other and then it escalated and that was that yep so that was fun well i think i think we should really like take some time here and make a serious statement like we're not going to tolerate that like that's unacceptable to have at our shows we're family friendly shows we want to have fun for everyone and we understand you know it's a game it's uh you know it's part of the game is trash talk and getting in each other's heads but this cannot happen under any circumstance yeah 100 percent with what you said especially about the uh um the family uh friendly show because once that had died down there was a father and a young son that were walking out he was the, the son was probably six seven years old and he was in tears and i was talking to the father and i said you know like this is not 247 this is not what we're about we don't want you to leave with a bad taste in your mouth you know so like this is not going to happen again october 21st you won't see this yeah and you know we have like we had gray maynard we had manda we had some names watching our show and this is what they had to experience this is what they saw and you know we got to speak to them. They had a wonderful time. They were so, um, you know, grateful to be a part of what we do. And obviously, we were uh, super excited to have them. But 
that's not that's not what we want to associate our brand with not at all we're building something special here in pittsburgh and we want to include everyone in a positive way look at dylan go hey. he's just I'm killing it. <laughs> he is. Look at him. The diplomat. He is. You need to put that, put that suit on you wore to the casino one time when you look like a senator. You know, when you make that speech. <laughs> I tried to overdress. Uh, I tried to dress over Jim, and it didn't work because he always looks too damn dapper. Uh, Jim is the dapper Jimothy on Fight Night for Jimothy. sure. Yeah, I took it back to the 70s last night. <laughs> with my page. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I did like that the one. flared call. So one other thing I wanted to briefly touch on before we really get into the, the action and the fights. Um, when we do these events, um, there's a lot of things that occur and a lot of things that take place. And, and um, there's a lot of relationships that have been built along the way. And, like, there are a lot of people that, like, we are very thankful for. There are a lot of people that, um, you know, have been a part of helping us to get to where we're at and one thing i wanted to just give a quick little story on um i met mike wilkins um about maybe five or six years ago um and we've been friends ever since and i've i've always admired mike wilkins um mike is a guy that like when he was fighting, he had the talent and the skill and the passion and the determination and the heart to be at the highest level. And um, Mike, because of injuries, he never he never reached that. Um, and one of the things that like is so difficult for fighters that are like at that level is like when you're at that level and you don't reach that peak it's really hard to like move on from that that's a real like that's a real uh it, it, like that's difficult and one of the things that i respect so much about mike is that he struggled through that and i look at him now and he has become such like he's an amazing coach like amazing and that's hard that's such a hard transition to do and i just admire how he has become this great mentor and coach to so many guys and last night um he we were talking and he said to me um like about the weekend he was like it was such an honor for me to be a part of this weekend and and there could be nothing further from the truth. It was such an honor for us to have you as a part of this weekend. Yeah. And so the guys, at, uh, the fighters at Stout, I don't know if you realize how lucky you are to have a guy like Mike, um, but Mike Wilkins is like, he is, you know, Pittsburgh MMA. He is like, just like Isaac. And, he, a, a part of the Yinzer scrap pack back in the day. Like, dude, I just want to give a huge shout out. Like you guys, it's stout. Realize how lucky you are with the, the team you guys have and, and, and have Mike Wilkins. It's pouring into you guys. Um, mad respect. Thank you, Mike. I forget the final record for stout over the weekend between the two events, but Mike was talking about it backstage. Something like 11 and three with seven or eight finishes across sprawl and brawl. I mean, that says it all. That's yeah. that's all coaching right there. It just meant the world to me. Like it meant so much to me for him to say, like it was an honor for me to be a part of these events. Like, dude, 
Like that meant a lot, and the honor is cool. all ours. Yeah, even if they went three and eleven the other way, yeah. like that would not take anything away from For it. Sure. And um, that that that's just testimony to how they, like, if they, you know, take a step back, they're it's not going to derail them. Absolutely, they're going to keep moving forward. Yeah, but but they're generally not going to have a three and eleven <laughs> yeah, weekend. Well, what were they last year when they were in the gym of the year running? And they were like they were undefeated, undefeated yeah. for a while, yeah, for most of it. And then Indio got one on them. Yeah, and then Indio actually ended up undefeated last year. Yeah, yeah. Weren't final card of the season, nine and or so, yeah, yeah. Is undefeated nine versus undefeated. Like yeah. So Nuts. speaking of these standout stout guys, if you had to pick a single performance from a fighter, um, who do you think stands out the most? There's one that clearly. Is sticking for for in my just head. stout, you mean? Just for stout, oh, yeah. we'll start with stout, and then we could talk about some other. I mean, I, too. I can't say anyone else but Lucas Siebert. Yeah, it has Lucas to Siebert, be. That's the answer. I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest. I thought Lucas Siebert was going to have his hands full. I thought like this was the first like real elite level competition he's had, and I I thought he was I thought it was going to be a rough night for him. Flying yeah. colors, Dude, Lucas Siebert. He, he looked so calm, so poised, like. So we were kind of discussing things. We were saying, you know, Cam has all this experience, but Lucas could catch him. Like, he could get him in something. You know, he could find a quick submission on the ground. He could knock him out. For him to go out there and control the pace to really set the tone for that fight against Cam Allgaier, almost land at will on the feet. He found his range so fast. It was an A-plus performance. Lucas Siebert has truly arrived here. After the first round, it was his fight. Yep. Yeah. Like, he, he, he said, he, he was like, this is what we're doing. And, like, and he's playful in there. And he'll taunt you. And he'll, like, he's yeah he's everything that, like, makes it exciting. Like, you're going to hate him or you're going to love him. Like, there's, with Lucas Siebert, like, that's a good thing from the marketing perspective. Like, yeah. Can't emphasize enough how good Cam is. Like he's so good. <laughs> he's so freaking talented. And for Lucas to do what he did against them, and like Ryan said, we I mean, we have discussions with so many coaches, fighters, everybody, fans. Cam was a pretty heavy favorite in that fight among just discussions. And with his resume, with his experience, with how good he looked against Hunter Starner, who has proven to be an, a really elite professional fighter as well. So that loss is like, eh, it's a loss, but it's yeah. a really good guy to lose to. And you look at Lucas's resume up to that point, nobody really stood out that he beat. Like, you look at his 4-0 is awesome, good wins, impressive in those wins, but against who? That's always the question in, in amateur MMA. I had a feeling that Lucas needed somebody to unlock his next level. To like, push him. Exactly. The only reason that he didn't maybe show what you thought he could be is because nobody, he didn't have to. Yeah. He had to against Cam, and that's what we saw. Well, when he rolled and Cam stayed with him, I was like, "Okay, he's this is different now." Mm -hmm. Like, but as the fight wore on, he totally took control and really, like, really impressed me. Now, now the question is, how good is Lucas Siebert exactly? Like, how much is he going to grow from that? Because the difference between Lucas at Brawl and the whatever his second fight with us was fourteen, I think, to now way improved yeah and that's a I, couple months i like, could not agree more if he keeps improving in those leaps there's there's something special there for yeah. sure i want to see i'm just going to say it on live podcast i want him to go to 135 and challenge jake wiggins for the title champ champ so that's already that's, in the works it's we're just waiting on uh on harbaugh 
That's awesome. Wilkins has already accepted. That's um, awesome. Can we say that on the podcast? Why not? All right, yeah, so, today's yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the day. <laughs> we're we're going to do that. This is where we air everything out. Yeah. Dirty laundry. Here yep, it is. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. I, I didn't even know that. I guess that's I better amazing. get to work on some uh, some videos now for that. Well, let's wait until it's signed before you put <laughs> okay. sweat yeah, equity okay, into right. it. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to add something about uh, about what you said, Hunter, and that Cam was a heavy favorite. So if we qualify that that statement a little bit, it's not taking anything away from Lucas because what you said had he really been tested, and he actually came on our podcast and he said. He knows what his record looks like, you know, and, and it's not that he was knocking his opponents because you can only fight, we say it all the time, who's in front of you. So I, I talked with Luke Payson prior to the fights last night, and this uh, his nickname came up, the Sniper. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, he's, he's never needed to use that. And, you know, Luke was saying how, like, that's not something we've really seen because he's he's a wrestler, a grappler. That's what he's shown. And I said that he he needs the right opponent for that to come out. And right. that's what we saw last night. Yeah, his plan couldn't have come together more perfectly. We know he they declined fights against lesser records because Lucas wanted a guy. He was tired of people saying, you haven't beat anybody, and who did you beat, and you're overrated and everything. He's like, give me... The six and one guy that's the best in PA. Give me that then, and I'll fight him. Yeah, so. and he looked he looked big at one forty five. He, he does look good at one forty five, right? Yeah. For sure. For so sure. Jess Elizabeth um, uh, clarified that Sprawl was seven and two with five subs. Brawl was four and one with I think two stoppages. So says. eleven and nice. three. Eleven and three. Yeah. So if you guys are watching, and you want to comment? Um, I am going to monitor the uh, the the comments. Um, nice. I'm on the Facebook stream too, so if you're on Facebook, comment there. Nobody oh, is anybody you watching YouTube. Streamyard, brother, we got it now. <laughs> so, so we're doing the the multiple. Yeah, that's great. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good. Did we do? We just did the month to start, and then we're yeah. gonna see yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, let us know how it looks and sounds, guys, because this is a little a little new presentation for us. We got it dialed in when it's just on 247 Live, but pushing it to Facebook and YouTube as well requires a little extra doing. But, yeah, I think we're good. Um, Lucas Siebert last night, for sure, you're talking about the most impressive stout. I want to ask okay. you guys. Oh, yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. Go. I'm I, changing it up a little bit. I, I, I was going to try to, like, steer us back to sprawl and start to like go back to where yes. like the first the okay. you know the first event of the it's kind of where i was going kind of where i was going yeah but ryan, it's for interpretation. ryan had a plan hunter come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> ryan always has a plan there's a plan the coolest moment that of the entire weekend that i know i texted you guys as it happened when Isaac entered the cage with Gray Maynard and that place was just going bananas. Dude, it was and going then nuts. And it started and they were locked up and I just texted you guys. I'm like, Isaac Greeley is in our cage grappling Gray Maynard right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is oh. real. Pinch me. Wake me up. It's That was a really special moment. To see, because how often have we seen Isaac and worked with Isaac, but to see him compete and get in that zone and have that support... And just against Gray, who looks like a he looks like he, he's built like he's twenty five still, 
Like, Gray Maynard was a beast, and the match was super fun. It was, like, that couldn't have gone better. I just... Yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. I mean, it could have gone better if Isaac would have edged the win out, give the hometown crowd the, like, explosion that would have only happened with a, a Isaac Greeley announcement. Yeah, for sure. That would have been the hometown feel, like... But the right decision was made. Like, uh, I've, you know... I do think that if it was an eight-minute match or a ten-minute match, I think it started to turn for uh, Isaac's Isaac's way. You know, mm -hmm. four four or so minutes into the into the bout, and I think if it if it keeps going, I think Isaac Isaac comes out the victor. Yeah, the stuff I love after everything we left were in Monroeville. Like no restaurants stay open. I always want to eat after so the weird. shows, and there's like nothing open. But there is Fridays. A, yeah, there is a place called Carl's. <laughs> There's a place called Carl's, a little dive bar that I actually really like. When we, we used to live near Monroeville, and we would go there all the time. And it stays open till like, 2, but they always have, like, a DJ and weird, like, loud music. Like, I want to just chill out and not hear loud. Anyway, Carl's work on that. But we went to Carl's, and Isaac and Gray were having beers and, and chatting, just enjoying it. Like, I love stuff like that. I mean, that's stuff I live for. Like, go compete and then be homies afterwards and, like, and, and appreciate then it. On the on the broadcast yesterday because we we don't we obviously don't get to hear the broadcast but i was able to kind of um get a little snippet of mm. gray's gray came and joined color commentary last night for a couple fights yeah and he well, said play by play <laughs> <laughs> dylan dude dylan but gray um gray said that he's actually going to the mat factory today Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Nice. So they're going to do, like, that's Sunday awesome. Mat Factory. Oh, my God. He was, hard. He was there this morning. Yeah, so he was there Dude. this morning. Dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's so cool. Ah. And you want to talk about, I mean, obviously, Gray, not from around here, but to not look up to Gray Maynard and the accomplishments he's had throughout his legendary MMA yep. career would be foolish. And I think, you know, even though Isaac had the hometown love and the respect of the pittsburgh crowd everyone knows gray maynard everyone loves gray maynard as well yeah see i i was kind of i kind of felt like a good bit of the crowd didn't really know who gray was that's outrageous come on you think <laughs> i wasn't asking people or anything i, I mean I, I don't know i felt like like even like when they announced his name i just felt like there would if they all knew who he was there would have been more like of a, a applause well i think the crowd was just overwhelmingly wanting isaac to win i think you know if you really want to see your coach your role model uh it's it's somewhat uncomfortable to cheer for both but yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone has layers and layers of respect i for think both you're both generally. wrong and you're both dumb well, I'm. There is that. There is. Yeah. You're well, not, we're not that disputing that part. for sure. The reception of Gray backstage with all the athletes, I saw so many people getting pictures with him and stuff. There, yeah. There's no doubt people knew and respected and well, were no, excited about I, it. I'm just saying the grappling community is was the audience there, and I just think that there are there were. A lot less people that knew him on Friday night than would have known him had he been announced Probably. on Saturday night. Yeah. And that's well, the let, differentiate. Let's talk about that because this is something that I, my friends that were there said it. I heard a lot of people talking about this. The vibe of the arena for each show is totally different. 100%. The yeah. grappling crowd is like an old school pride crowd in Japan where they're like just laser focused. They're quiet. They cheer at exactly the right moments. A very educated crowd. 
versus Saturday where it's like, let's get drunk and watch people punch each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which they did. Yeah, for sure. I love both of them. Can we say that? We love both oh, of those dude. energies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for both of it. Both of it? Both of them. Both no, of let's it. go with both of it. Both of it. Bo- both of them. Yawn both of it. <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, the, the vibe there for Sprawl was really cool. It, it was nice to see that the overwhelming majority of that crowd clearly mm. trained or was in the gym. They were there for a reason, and the, the crowd was huge, guys. Like, we were we were worried when we booked Sprawl and the Berg. Like, are people actually going to show up to this? Are they going to treat it like a regular BJJ tournament on the weekend? Or how's this going to go? Yeah, um, the, the one thing that I loved about that is what we've grown accustomed to seeing with uh, the MMA events um, is we start off with novice, and a lot of times it's debuts or own ones, one and o's. And then that card just builds until we get to the pros, and you can see the differences. The yeah, of the, it is the skill. It's level. incredible. And we saw that with we started out with youth, and I thought the the youth matches we had for sport were high were, level. Yeah, it's very crazy. high level. Yeah, high level exactly. And it just kept building and building. And I, when we got to Max Hansen <laughs> and Richard Roby. You know, and and those two are at different belt levels. There was there was a point in that match where I could see the the difference. And it, this is not taking anything away from Roby because he's super talented. And um, I, that's when I realized like we got to do this as often as possible to get this kind of talent. Yeah. In our cage, and that's the other thing they wanted like um, Rennie Salsa. Yeah, he said that he has never he's he he's um, refed. Um, he thinks it's it's like close to you know five thousand matches. He's never done it in a cage before, and he was super excited mm-hmm. to do that. And uh, and PJ said that uh, that he had done it one other time. Yeah, and he and he loved it. So like across the board, this was a novelty for everybody, including us. Yeah, and it was I think it was a smashing success. Couldn't agree more. The no resets, the cage work. There's elements that the cage brings that is pretty unique for us for what we're doing. Obviously, Submission Underground does it as well. Chael Sonnen's promotion does it. But I mean, other than, there's not a lot of cage grappling going on. Cage grappling super fights. So yeah, definitely that, that was a very distinct difference. I like that you pointed out Roby versus Hanson as well because that was one of two 10 minute matches of the night and it ended late in that 10 minutes. And Roby. Well, two seconds left. Yeah, yeah. Two, like two seconds. I didn't realize it was that late. That's hilarious. Poor Roby. But I was talking to Roby afterwards. He was like, bro, I was good for six minutes. And then I was gassed. <laughs> like, I wish that was a six-minute match. Who who told, who told was the one that was, like, saying to me during their, their bout, Max and Roby. That was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Roby and Max. <laughs> That's awesome. Oops. We got uh, Drew Flincham in the comments, an amazing show, boys. Much love. Looking forward to fighting for you. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, dude, Drew was awesome. I loved having him. He fought uh, Drew Landefeld in the Drew versus Drew match. Yeah, now we, and and Drew Landefeld won, so Drew Flincham has to change his name. That's true. But yeah, Drew. Drew, well, you shouldn't even. Says Drew Flincham, yeah, what are you though? doing? What the heck? You lost that. that. We name. only match <laughs> Drews and Logans, so somebody's got something's <laughs> yes. got to give there. We also got Steve Palambine in the comments saying team grappling is the best, and he may be a little biased on that front. Just a little bit. 
I mean, for the next four years, it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> his son, Jaden, picked up a big win against Super. Dude, I was super impressed with Leighton as well because he doesn't have the background that Jaden is a very accomplished teen grappler. He's competed literally over 100 times and has a crazily winning record. I forget exactly what it is. It's way over 100 times. It's like yeah, hundreds yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His official that Steve submitted record was like, I'm making up numbers. It was like 110, though. It was like that kind of split. Crazy, crazy accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Leighton, dude, Leighton was giving him hell there, dude. Very powerful, very top pressure heavy. Exactly what I would expect from Charlie Gather's son, to be honest. Just get yeah. in there and get dirty. Yeah, man, I was super impressed with both those kids. Yeah. yeah well, I, young right. men, excuse me. They could both choke me. When I was watching, it <laughs> so was... So could uh, your wife, but who's <laughs> counting? One, one thing I took away from it was, like, just being someone that's so accustomed to MMA, like, that's what I grew up watching as, you know, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, all the way through now. like All the way, like, all, all the four way. years since then. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, you, I was able to follow along with most of the matches on Sprawl. Like, I could see, like, okay, he's working half guard, like, he's going to try and pass here. Like, you know, I could see kind of what they're going towards. Once it got to that, like, extremely high black like belt level i'm like dude, yeah. what is going on like they're pretzels <laughs> dude well, like, i have no clue yeah. and i was thinking like dude how are luke and ryan on commentary like are they able to like kind of decipher what's going on here or are they just like okay so they're working really fast here <laughs> they see, i was I talking to them after to. they said they did some good research and they were able to kind of call it but nice it was higher level than me like so they were able to do play-by-play -play? luke was they, they were able to oh you know commentate. luke payson was was and, flying and, high. Yeah, he, was he was loving he had to be loving life for that. Dude, he texted me this morning. He's like, "Oh, I can't. Like, thank you. I love you." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, chill out." Got it. No, nah, just kidding. Yeah, no. We love you. Keep too, being Luke. you, Luke. Tyler Van Tassel in the comments saying Fink shut him up. So I guess we got to talk about Logan Fink. He absolutely shut him up. Drew Landefeld had a really nice crowd there. A lot of hype. They were hyped for that rematch. Logan Fink beat Landefeld the first time with literally one second left in the fight. And Landefeld wanted it back. And first round, for sure, went to Landefeld. Second round, tables turn. Logan Fink is a dog, man. He's super tough. He just hung in there, weathered the storm, and broke Drew down. Got the rear naked choke finish. So that, I mean, super How did we fight. go from sprawl to brawl? Because there's a comment. And when oh, people comment, okay. I want to acknowledge them. All right. Well, just, okay. <laughs> These good people me. are paying attention, Ryan. You need to reward them. That was yeah, a dude. great bout. We it, had the opportunity. I, I spoke to Drew briefly after the fight, uh, just gave him props, you know, how much he's grown since, you know, we first saw him in the cage. For sure. And it's, uh, you know, it's a tough test. And it's good, it's good to get these tough tests out of the way in amateur. That's how you become a better fighter. You weather that storm. You feel what levels to this game feel like. And then you grow, and then you get better. And when he's ready to come back, we know he's going to look better, you know, despite looking possibly at his best in the first round that we saw him in this night and um for sure so, so let me let me just say this real yep. quick since we're talking about uh logan logan thing and i may tear up a little bit and so i'm actually ready but my uh, my wife told me she's i'm getting ready so let me just okay <laughs> um this was with uh logan logan fink and his uh his fan base one of them was uh was his grandfather and jen my wife was in the crowd and behind him and she said she had never seen a moment like and there probably were but this is what she witnessed how um he was super super excited 
and like that was the proudest moment of his life to see his grandson's hand get raised in the mm. cage and he was he was going crazy and and she said like you know it was definitely a hallmark moment and that's so cool and she wouldn't admit if she cried and i don't think you can those cry are yeah those are the MMA. moments like there's no knowing, crying in baseball knowing no that crying like in MMA. knowing that like we put on a show that matters to people so much and that like we have an oppor like they have an opportunity and we're we're just doing our thing and like like it me i mean it means a lot to people and so the fact that we can be a part of that is really an honor and, and really cool that yeah you you can't overstate that point i mean it was extremely obvious at sprawl in the berg because for a grappling event i mean it's gonna there's no way to not sound arrogant with saying it but that was a huge grappling event like we heard it from pj and dante and gray maynard they were all like like we had no idea it was gonna be like this yeah neither did not, we <laughs> yes neither did we <laughs> And but, so there was one there was a point where we saw like sure, this thing's sure. going crazy but we heard from all so many people they're like dude you have you have a top 5 grappling show in the nation like right now right off the bat if this is what you guys are going to do this is going to work and we saw that crowd and it was insane so yeah to be a part of something like that and hear that feedback from those guys who have literally competed all over the world and seen it all yeah, it felt good, and it feels good because it doesn't happen without the support of the local community. It's not like we did that. You guys showed up. You guys bought tickets, supported it, promoted the fights, and, like, we put it on, and obviously we put in a ton of work to make it happen for sure, but without everybody buying in, it doesn't work like yeah. that, and you all did, so thank you. Yeah, that was um, one of the, the, the things that um, I talked to Dante for a good bit um, after the show, and I was just super encouraged. He was like saying like, guys, like uh, he was like, you need to do this all the time. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't really want to take it on the road. He's like, you don't need to like stay here. Like, wow. And he was like, what you're doing is elite. Like, and I was like, wow, like that hmm. from yeah. for, for like, here's the thing. Like, I know that the guys around here are like really really awesome but they but they live here like for a guy that you know he he's traveling all the time he's going to different places he's going to different shows for him to say that like it it meant a lot it meant like guys we're doing we're doing something good like that's awesome like it, it was just huge insane props from guys like that for it's sure that so. old field of dreams mentality if you build it they will come and you yeah. know we we're working our tails off we're trying to build something special and to have that recognition to have that support that people are indeed coming and they're excited about what we're doing here it is spectacular i thought that was for married with children it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to look past october 21st and i'm not going to reveal it here but i think danny and you would recognize i'm not going to say the name but we may have a huge name for sprawl in the berg two in december i'm, I'm oh, nice. i got information last night and after the podcast i'll i'll share it Jim with his this at all. It's, Jim's it's, got secrets. it's big it's big it's jimothy's got secrets so if it like if it happens okay you know this will be over the top okay I'm, nice. I'm stoked about that. Yeah, nice. I can't wait to hear that. And cut, cut the camera. Cut, yeah. mute, mute our mics. <laughs> mute our mics and say it now.
can't, we can't say that. Again. We can't say Don't it. Don't say the name. Did you because guys hear it? Still, <laughs> <laughs> just everybody heard it. Okay. That that, that was mute fun. again. Mute again. One more time. <laughs> okay. So if we can get that to come together, unbelievable. That would be ridiculous. Seriously, ridiculous. Yeah. Like ridiculous do you, you see the following that's sick yeah yeah this that's ridiculous oh, i hope man. you guys couldn't hear it. if you guys heard it though you're you're welcome Oops. i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know uh, well, i don't think they well, could ask, all of ask. our mics no, they were could, off they couldn't okay okay so i'm gonna catch up on let's get back to grappling yeah there's a ton of comments as well okay we're, so just real quick i see a lot of comments about jeff magan and nick nash we are gonna talk about that i promise let's get the grappling here's um okay uh we're, so one I want to talk about Jess Elizabeth um, she's saying uh, a couple things on she's commenting a lot imagine that with Jess um, <laughs> she said there was the first time in the cage match she loved it um, and it it brings a new piece to the strategy that I I had to think about and it was really cool to have something new and different to work on and then she says uh, team grappling would be fire mm -hmm. which something we should think about just like Putting up records against each other or something like that. That's like Quintet does that. Well, tag team, team but, but I don't think we net. No, no tag team. Um, and then uh, I no, I don't want to do that. That's too. Danny's shaking his it's head. Too no, gimmicky. so no, no, no. we're going with Danny's opinion. I, yeah. Um, but then I wanted to add on to that one. So Jess Elizabeth's bout was awesome yeah she came in i thought it now if my memory serves me now we watched a lot of stuff my what my memory tells me is that it was a rough start for jess and it didn't look good mm -hmm. and she came back and and came back and then d like became the dominator and just dominating and and won the bout awesome job and she returns the day after what a weekend for her. Yeah. Oh, say. Oh, I won't She do that sounded too. a lot better That's than that. That's where you should mute that <laughs> mic, Dan. <laughs> Is that copyrighted? Yeah. <laughs> she killed it for the Star Spangled Banner. So proud of her. Jess, you did a great job. We um, now expect more of you. YouTube just flagged that audio clip as an audio <laughs> match for, for Dying Squirrel. It's like we have found why a match to, for Dying Squirrel. Why do you have to, squirrel? like, yeah. just, like... You guys put so much effort into insulting me. No, like, no, really, it, flows, it flows so well, smoothly it for us. It doesn't take all that much effort. No, let's yeah. be honest. Like <laughs> singing, that's how you're going to insult me. Like, oh, wow, I'm, I I feel horrible about myself now. You, you should. did it. You all right, should. So, so one thing we can like give a sneak peek into Sprawl on the Berg 2 in December. I talked to Jess after her performance um, Saturday night singing, and she is going to sing the national anthem again. For sprawl in the berg Whoa. while she's grappling oh like so the up. Yes. Have a mic yeah right. yeah that's yes. awesome she's let's like, do that dude we should mic up grapplers for real how hilarious would a mic'd up grappling match yeah. be? okay you you're paying for the it. mics i'm doing it we have lapel mics mic them up i don't know how <laughs> well that would you're work you're not using those lapel like, mics uh, it would be little receiver <laughs> in the, in the yeah, take that <laughs> i want 
who would I most want mic'd up during a, during a Lucas there, Siebert. There, there's, Lucas some Siebert yeah. there's some characters that yeah, I would Lucas love to. Lucas Siebert needs mic'd. Yeah, for sure. They, I mean, he was definitely talking in the oh, cage. Yeah. Like, I don't know how far back you could hear it, but like right cage side, he was talking the whole time. I'm not the whole time, but he was talking. He was. I remember one time he he hit Cam and he's like, "That hurt!" Like, I, "That hurt!" You know, and he was he was talking, and that's just the that's that's the uh, that's Lucas Siebert. That's the yeah. guy that like he's like you're either if you're on Team Siebert, you're loving that, and if you're on, not on Team Siebert, you're like you know. We say it all the time. You got to be loved or hated. Being indifferent to you is the worst thing a fighter could be. Yep. Mm. yep. Well, once again, whether you love him or hate him, you can't deny him anymore. Yeah. That has to be stated. I, I'm laughing. I'm watching the Facebook stream to monitor the comments and the closed captioning's on. And every time we say Seabert, I've seen Deceiver for the caption, <laughs> and I've seen Zebra. Zebra. <laughs> like the, well, there it is. That's funny. Hey, uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, the best place to watch is... Or not on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, the best place to watch is on 247 Live. It's going to be the most clear. It's going to be the best. You can put it on your big screen television. You just download the 247 Live app on your Roku, your iOS, or your... What, Apple are you TV. Right over there? Apple TV. Yeah, you okay? I'm good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but that's literally the best place to watch it because you're going to have like a high def, all that good stuff, whereas Facebook... It's not as clear. It doesn't blow up as well. All that good stuff. For sure. Evan Onuffer, while we're talking about Sprawl in the Bird, he, he wants to know, was my submission the fastest? Asking for a friend. He did heel hook uh, David Gabbick very quickly. I, I think that was the fastest, right? Had yeah, I mean, we didn't really have an official, yeah. like... Danny? It seems like it. We'll we'll run the tape back, Evan, to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that was I think the fastest it was, submission. Yeah. And I knew that, that off... It was off the record, but obviously it's over now. Dave had a pretty bad knee injury in the past, so as soon as he got that leg, Dave was like, "There's no, yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not tearing it. this yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it." So that Evan was sick. That was another enlisted nine guy that came up from Virginia, and he very good. Evan will 100% have you back. Talented here. team. They He's are talented. super talented. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm so sick. Who's sick? Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder's sick. <laughs> I'm sick of nobody fighting my teammates. That was so good, man. Jess Elizabeth said uh, Jim. Oh, she's jumping over. Yeah, she's on Facebook now. Look, at, Jess, you're going the wrong time. way. You're supposed to go to 247 Live, not to <clears throat> Facebook side. Along with Jim's story about Logan Fink's grandfather, she said... My mom told me earlier this week that her grandmother used to watch women's wrestling back in the day. That was a fun family connection that was definitely in the back of my head this weekend. So she felt some of that yeah. nice, family nice. pride yeah. carrying it Shout on. out Fabulous Moolah. <laughs> Ooh, that, that is going back. Fabulous Moolah. Where, dude, what, who are know. you? I don't know. <laughs> Evan said, you weren't even alive when Fabulous Moolah was around. I, dude, for as young as he is, he has some good references. Yeah. I just told you that wow. yesterday. Fabulous I'm impressed. Moolah. I am impressed. It's probably been 30 years since I heard that name. <laughs> I've never heard. I have no idea Not what it is. you heard that when, name. It's right been, over my head. She'll be, she's grappling in small. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> bring her back. Fabulous Moolah versus Jess Elizabeth. Her Wendy grandma Richter. won't She's bringing the, the walker in. That's good. And then throwing the walker when she gets to the uh -huh. cage and somersaulting in Willy Wonka style. We already got the this cage match. We're there. Out of control. Absolutely. Can we, just, can we go a little further to start doing pro wrestling? Yeah, For it's, sure. We're having a hell in the cell bout. 
<laughs> we'll throw down the tax. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Evan said David's awesome. You guys are too. Love to compete for y'all again. Coolest event I've ever done. Thanks, man. That obviously means a lot. That's freaking sweet. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. And your coach. Talk to Colton. Get Colton Smith up here. So I did we ever say that we were we tried Colton Smith versus Dempsey before yeah, we, we said got it there. On okay. the podcast. I can't remember if we announced that. We um, didn't announce it, but we said it on a previous podcast. Right. All right. Well, December fifteenth. Right. I'm just saying. For those who don't know, Colton Smith, former <laughs> Ultimate Fighter winner, um, great UFC career, and would have been an awesome name to have for and sure. Tough challenge for Dempsey. Stud grappler, man. He's he's so he's really good grappler. So okay. So what you just said, um, like we are, we are combat sports enthusiasts, but heading into sprawl in the berg and putting that all together really opened up i think collectively our eyes to the incredible talent that is out there yeah and we saw it saturday night with how like comparing i'm sorry friday night compared to saturday night and um and the the differences in how the crowd appreciates the talent that's inside the cage yeah and i'm like all four like let's do grappling every every weekend if we can well actually the funny you mentioned that you said earlier like we need to do grappling as much as possible i'm happy to announce tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> no no just kidding just kidding that's awesome jim mooney Dylan cole is grappling and with <laughs> headlining yes yeah. yes Charlie Gathers commented and said, I was talking while Mondo was kicking my ass. So, yeah. <laughs> I, thought I thought he was talking. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Mondo said after the fight that Charlie is strong as S-H-I-T. He's like, I could not believe how strong that dude was. Were, were you were you with me when I ta- was talking to him? Was that Or do you have a separate no, conversation? Yeah, I a, I okay, because I, I asked That's him. Funny. I said, how did Charlie feel? Yeah. Like, how did he feel? And he was like, dude, that guy is tough. Ah, he's That's strong. Hilarious. Yeah, I was like, yeah, old man, strength oh. is real. Way to represent Charlie. <laughs> represent them old guys. Well, he he came in Friday, like drove in from Johnstown, wearing the Spanx, no shirts, walking around the hotel, showing off his physique, hilarious. Spanx, no shirt. Hilarious. Yeah, like that's. I think he was just born in that outfit <laughs> well when you look like charlie gathers you're allowed to uh, you, right. you do, do that. that you do Ripped. charlie gathers things he, he never got dressed at one point i was like did you just drive here in this no shirt and spats <laughs> uh, and like a part of me was like maybe he did yeah <laughs> like charlie gathers that's in the realm of possibility charlie gathers getting gas at get go and going into pay just wearing spats and no shirt or imagine like he gets in road rage and someone starts going up and they see him and they're like oop oop Never mind. Yeah. Let's uh, let's <laughs> get back on the road here. Charlie's killing yeah, me in the so comments. That what did is, he say? What did he, Charlie he, say? He said, when he locked his hands against the cage, I said, here we go, and I went for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He did go for a ride. That was a pretty sick slam from Mondo. I mentioned it to him um, Friday at, uh, at weigh-ins for, uh, for Sprawl, and that uh, that, as far as I know, that may be the first father-son mm. combo on a card in PA. Definitely for sure for us. Yeah, good point. Has there been any that's others? A, that's really neat. That's cool. That is cool. I did I, special I moment for those guys. I mean, they both didn't get the 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 result. They both went in against much um, really difficult opponents, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and they both performed really really well. Couldn't agree more. 
kudos um, to them though because you yeah. know Leighton is following in the footsteps of his father his father would not you know just back down because of like x or y you know whatever the reason is charlie stood up to you know competition that was in front of him speaking of every won't chance back he got. down isaac Greeley's entrance Ooh, song oh, that was yeah. pretty sick sick great choice yeah i was interested johnny cash cover because as well as we know Isaac, I don't I didn't know his musical taste at all. So when I asked for a walkout song, I was like, Where, how's he going to go with this? Like, what's Isaac going to pick? I was going to guess, like, something in the ACDC realm. Okay, so uh, I, yeah, I yeah. had no idea either. But yeah. when that song came on, I was like, yeah, that's, that's it makes good. Sense. Yeah. yeah, that one, it made perfect sense. When he sent it over, I was like, yeah, okay. Yep, I said yep, to you good. a while ago that, like, we should have picked it, and then we would have played Smooth Operator for yes. him coming in. Yes, absolutely. We, we should have an event, like, we're, we're, we're telling them the promotion picture walkout songs based on, like, you know, if you get your – paperwork in on time and all that stuff like that'll be your like ability mm. to work with us will determine yeah. how awesome of a yeah. walkout song you have if I you like turn your that. paperwork in the last day you're gonna do some cindy lopper uh, like you know like oh cam allgaier is coming out to taylor swift this last fight bro. <laughs> how about Elton john's tiny dancer yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man that, that should be the new spiel Dude, that's kind of fun. That, that's it. That's fun. That, well, that's your walkout song. Not should be. That we, is it. We now. will offer a hundred songs per tier, right? So you get like the hardcore great walkout songs will be like your top tier. If you have your paperwork in three weeks at a time, you're good to go. You get a t you get one of those top tier songs or any song of your choice. Yeah, yeah. Pick your song at that and, tier. And then and then below that, like it starts tearing off, and you get your paperwork in late, like you're walking oh, into a man. I feel like a woman. That thing, is beautiful. <laughs> one thing I thought was great, we saw Chase Boyd. I don't mean to transition here too fast, but Chase Boyd, excellent performance Saturday. But his walkout was uh, "Dreams and Nightmares" by Mac. Uh, Whoever wrote Come that, I'm not going to McDonald. Meek Mill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so that song is a really long buildup, and he was like taking forever to like kind of get out. So Pat is getting up like, where is this guy? Like he has to come out now. Like he was getting ready to walk over. And yeah. then Drew Shannon's in the cage, like, boy to the red corner, please. Boy to the red <laughs> well, corner. I mean, that's not uh, like they know that he's waiting for it they don't care that's the point is like yeah. get your butt out here right like, right right <laughs> but yeah. ruined his moment a little there yeah <laughs> i think he waited long like no, you don't see that on tv like right. i watched that like right. of course though whatever moment that was completely outshined by dominant ex excellent performance there crazy performance so, from chase I, we're jumping around can we get back to sprawl because i want to talk about chase but but i feel like we need to like Stick with Sprawl and then transition. Just so. just an FYI, he changed his name Friday at Wayans to Chester Boyle. Chester Boyle. <laughs> Chester Boyle. Okay. Um, what what other things stood out to you guys from Sprawl that you wanted to, to discuss? Teasdale. How about Gavin Teasdale? Oh, wow. Comes back. Uh, you know, first MMA pro loss to Freddie Rodriguez. Looked a little bit outmatched. I don't want to say outmatched, but just controlled in that bout. Comes back sets the pace gets freddie down keeps him there it was that was his bout that night yeah he he totally no controlled doubt. the bout um i would i would have i would have liked to see him like try a couple subs um but he's totally dominant 
we know Gavin can wrestle, man. He, yeah. That never goes away. That mm-hmm. dude, he's so good, and Freddie's so good, too. He was relentless. It. Yeah. That well, was, so, was a sick I, did you guys notice how intently Freddie was into his corner? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, on them the whole time, like, like listening to his corner and really, really, like, taking their guidance. I, I thought that that was something I, I had never seen that intentionally before in any like in any of the other bouts or that was what i noticed most yeah for me i'm gonna go this might be a weird pick actually but we talked about the father-son connection there were two brothers on the card as well sean and cameron kyle and they both got submissions against really good opponents cam mm. submitted chad forlay and sean submitted ken burrs and we know what ken burrs is all about so i was very impressed with the kyle brothers and what they're doing out there flood city jiu-jitsu railroad city jiu-jitsu i think it's railroad city right jiu-jitsu and att happy valley so they're all over that kind of more central pa grappling scene and they're doing great things i was very impressed with them start to finish for sure yeah mine um that i wanted to like kind of talk about before we get into the the top of the card was jake lowry and tanner hall like those two were awesome like totally performed dude and seeing jake back in the cage that was the other thing like and just literally just having and i talked to him after the just having him back in our cage like was awesome for me like i i just think that you know there were some special moments he's had and only his two fights with us but those were moments like during covid and like we're getting crowds back into the arenas and stuff and those were just like it was very special moments that we've had in it. He's had in our cage and he had like the best comeback. <laughs> I mean, he literally got dominated in a round and got caught early and just dominated and then came back and won. It was superb bout. So to have him back in our cage just meant a lot. And uh, Tanner Hall was a perfect opponent. Beast. Those two were were awesome together. They they uh really performed at a high level and just impressed everyone jimothy what's your pick i it's hard for me to pick but i um i was super super impressed by joey torres wow it it, i was awesome yeah Yeah, he was great um yeah he had a tough match valco's an absolute dog valco is a beast dude i had no no idea he like he's I don't know how I never saw Valco before being a Matt Factory guy, but that was my first time seeing him working with him for sure. And he's like five four. He's way shorter than I because th- the fight poster we get, you know, yeah, you can't tell how tall or whatever. He showed up and he's just a freaking fire plug, man. This right, dude's like, yeah. he's just like, what's up? I'm here, I'm Valco. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want to like. I I hugged him at Wayne's and he felt like a cinder block. I was like, what is this guy? What's up? Do you like to hug a cinder block? <laughs> yeah. And he, dude, he had Joey's neck at one point mm-hmm. and it, it looked pretty filthy. And Joe, Joey's fine. He, I, that went to a decision, didn't it? Actually, I think, yeah. So Joe, Joey's super tough. Joey was already saying he wants to come back yeah. to next time. So that you were awesome to work with, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was intrigued by that matchup because you know I knew a little bit about Joey, but you know I didn't know anything about Shane other than you know Matt Factory that that connection. And so you expect 
always you know you expect good things out of it right and it never goes below good it's usually exactly like that's the low tiers of excellence yeah yeah yeah. exactly and whenever we announced that and i saw all the matt factory people commenting like let's go valco i'm like okay if everybody he's going to be super legit like they don't endorse scrubs like you just said if you're coming out of the matt factory and they think you're ready you're very ready to compete all right pippins i would have sat down if i knew i was allowed you know what he's talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. I guess he's like, uh, go, you know, going for, um, like, going to guard right away. Oh, you were and allowed, right? Why yeah, couldn't he's he saying do that? He would have yeah, if he would have known seat. he was allowed. Oh, he thought he wasn't allowed. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Gabby asked about that. She asked that question. We had they, rules yeah. meetings. Jess asked on the podcast, too. Yeah. We so had rules Danny meetings. Danny said, again. since Danny doesn't have a mic today, that oh, Jess yeah, yeah. asked on the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, there's a rules meeting. Uh, guys, gotta gotta speak up at those rules meetings if you're not sure about something or you want to know about something. Yep. Sorry, Pippins. <laughs> Dude, the end Someone of that match was still super a great fun, by the way. Performance by both guys. Yeah, it was nice. to see those two share the cage once again. Uh, Someone said to me, "This is you guys will all love this. Like everyone's gonna love this." Someone said to me because they saw me kicking people out when that melee happened. And after, I don't remember who it was. Someone it was said, me. I thought you, you kicked said, Pippins out. Yeah. So I saw someone, it. Someone said to me, did you kick Justin Pippins out? And I was like, um, no. <laughs> like, that would actually never happen. Yeah, I was like, shocked. Yeah, I was like, and I told Justin afterwards, I was like, someone came up to me and asked if I kicked you out of here. And I'm like, um, no, thank you, please. He must have just been going outside for a second, and I thought you were kicking him out. Dude, no. I was like, there's no way Ryan just kicked Pippins out. <laughs> that guy could, like... That's Pippins he and could, Ryan. He, he, he could like, do whatever he wants. Like, yeah. Justin, whatever you want, bro. And I, I would say he has a doppelganger, but he doesn't. Like, I don't mistake Justin Pippins. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't somebody who looked like Justin Pippins. It was him. Yeah, well, I did. The, I'm not saying it wasn't him. I was just saying <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Nor well, would it. Any, I, go ahead. Well, just um, we talked about there's a couple. Any any other standout things you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Before? There, yeah, I got a I got a shout out Alex Hudick from Stout with his match with Zach Humbertson. He finished with what did they announce it as a, an inverted triangle inverted, yeah, arm bar? In, yeah, I gave that call to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you call it, I when I went up to Sick. him after that bout, I said, um, uh, "This is a hard one." Inverted <laughs> triangle arm bar, and he wrote it down. So I'm gonna say that it sounds is, great. Is that is that real? Yeah, that's uh, totally it real. Is now totally real. I mean, that was a ridiculous performance by Alex, and he had a really good support yes, section, he man. Did, he yeah. brought the people, and he he told me afterwards, he was like, I, you know, I had a feeling, I knew I sold a lot of tickets. He's like, but when I got out there and I heard him, he's like, that was really cool. He's like, I was it's feeling it. Probably the, the second loudest, but behind Isaac. Isaac yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say so, actually. Good point. Yeah, I went up to um, Stout in Zealy, and I, I when I met um, Alex for the first time, and and Mike had told me, like, this guy's a stud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a purple belt, submitted a brown belt, and that's the thing with no gi. The belts don't matter. <laughs> like, at a certain point, like, Ken Burrs was a blue belt, and he hung in there with a brown belt just fine, looked great until he got caught in a triangle. Happens. 
But I talked to Kyle afterwards, too, and he's like, I've rolled with a lot of brown belts and black belts, competed against brown belts and black belts. He's like, Ken's at that level. Well, if you're a black belt in wrestling, like, <laughs> yes. you're not a white belt in, in jiu-jitsu. Jiu you're automatically, like, yeah. going to be okay for sure in a lot of instances you know you're not gonna go up against a black belt mm -hmm. but you're not a white <laughs> yes exactly so and, and uh talking about that where lower belts will take on um the higher belts and you know in particular like a low belt maybe blue or purple taking on a black belt isaac had told me in trying to find matches for him he said cody gamble has taken on black belts before so like we're open to that and we ended up having a quality opponent for cody we finally got cody back into our cage yeah that it was nice having while. him back yeah. too he's so big uh, he's so you know, big he goes what like 155 yeah one. dude he is like you mean his arm yeah <laughs> just his left his left arm is dude, yeah 155 he, he's just a mountain of a like a, just a mass of just muscle like just unbelievable um jess said that hudik said it was a reverse triangle armbar you were very close I, hey good job hey, in the man. heat of the moment you know no that was i mean like i would have never come up with that like, i mean or anything close to, to it call, i would have said like something where he tapped to call the submission he landed simply an armbar is a great disservice yes. to the complexity of that move for sure and as sure. someone who doesn't know jujitsu outside of oh i've seen it on tv over the last 10 years i think i did okay no i think yeah. you did i think you did great yeah dude like i'm super impressed same get it right next time though okay <laughs> Wil we expect more wilkins of you. texted me and said he's watching on the 247 app it looks and sounds great thanks ryan for the kind words oh no no thanks for all you do dude like, and tony my boy tony from cincinnati is driving back to cincinnati as we speak he said i'm listening in the car right now thanks for helping me kill this drive Dude, Dude, one of the one of the coolest things that I think that we get to do is like we get to the opportunity to build relationships with a lot of people in a lot of areas. And like just for instance, one of the like relationships that have started fairly recently is our relationship with Temple MMA. Yeah. And Calvin Harbaugh and his wife and the team and like and like I think they're a fairly smaller gym that's like has a ton of up and coming talent and like they're they're really focused and and just the opportunity for us to work with people like them and people like there's lots of examples of that and continue to work with each other like i love that i love that like we've we've we get the opportunity to foster these relationships and and build and grow with these gyms it is it's really special and, and funny because i think back to kind of the first time we met calvin when he fought shaka at bippy 15. he hated me and it was like, hey, he <laughs> was, you remember that? Yeah, that he was is upset. so he pronounced odd. his name wrong. Yeah, what? A, how can you hate this what you guy call the him? first time you meet him? <laughs> what did you say? I said horrible. Horrible. I don't, I don't know. know. I it was like horrible. it was at the weigh-ins, and I don't know. I I like know who like john harbaugh is and i wouldn't I, I don't know why but i just like sputtered his nah, name. It happens. And so like he thought it was like disrespectful and i was just like i just bleh, like word, word yeah mouth vomiting well one thing for sure if if any of our listeners haven't had the opportunity to meet calvin and his team he you know he's been coming to more and more shows getting involved one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet a great leader 
Um, yeah. I cannot say enough things about Calvin Harbaugh. We'd love to have him as much as possible. Well, look at the disciple that he brought in that just wrecked a night for yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. team. Absolutely. He, he, he absolutely um, came in and was super impressive. Um, do we want to hit on any more um, sprawl just things? Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Because while we're talking about Calvin, I wanted to shout out Tara competing for Absolutely. Us, Calvin, Calvin's wife. On short notice? On short notice against a savage. Uh, listen, they. I'm sure they knew coming in. We knew. The Dante Leone trained young girl, 16-year-old. A lot of grapplers say, if you're matching me against a 16-year-old blue belt, and I'm a blue belt, an adult, I know I'm in for a rough night. Like, when you're 16 year, years old and you have your blue belt, that means you're, like, a little prodigy. Like, you've been doing this. Yes, yeah, so you've probably been sitting at Green Belt for four yes, years. Yes, Sasha is known as, like, this next breed of potential superstar female grapplers. So for Tara to step up on short notice against her and put in an incredible match, I thought that, that was one of the most fun matches of the night for me. Great matchup, and, yeah, that was sick. But along those lines of building that relationship... The first time we saw Calvin and Tara, you know, they weren't they weren't rude at all, but they were very business. They were all business. They were there to take care of business. And now we see them and it's like fun. They're like excited to see They're us. They're our we friends got, now. Exactly. They, exactly. It, it, the, the mood has changed. Like they realize... They're not coming into enemy territory right. in the sense of like the promotion. Right. Like we're not. We're 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 here to promote everyone. We don't. We're, we're not bringing you. We're not bringing people in to lose. Like that's not who we are. We're bringing them in to have great competition. Yeah. And and that's the difference between you know us and a lot of other promotions is quite frankly like we 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 want good competition. Yeah. Um, we want fair and equal bouts. Well. I am going to segue that into BitB17 and address what the people want, unless you have something else. How are we not even talking about the main event? I know. Did, there's, yeah. there's so much to talk about. There's so about. much to talk about. Jim called timeout. He so, did. Yeah. He did call timeout. I, I mean, we kind of touched on it. The main thing with the main event for me was those guys look at you like, I'm going to drink a coffee. I got to go potty. <laughs> um... <laughs> The way you said that was ridiculous. Uh, um, so those two, just the 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 high level that those guys have is so special, and the fact that like they know each other at this stage, like they're it was kind of like the like your dance partner, like, yeah. Like you you, you kind of knew, and there were some smiles they gave back to each other, like yeah, you're not getting that one on me, like. The level that those two are at and the comfortability of just, like, being on your back with, like, a super high-level black belt on top. Like, it was just, like, it was a, it was a symphony. It was like a, a, a dance. Like, it was just so high-level. Stoic. They were both incredibly stoic in their performance. There was no excited making a mistake, uh, there were no there, there were no, like, panics. There were no, no like, panics. oh, no, like... It was completely, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Couldn't be more honored to have them uh, compete in our cage. We'd love to have them back anytime. And, of course, the flowering words they had for us and our promotion and everything we got to do for them. Uh, it's a mutual relationship that was so wonderful. Yeah, you know, when I, I, I think when somebody gets, when an athlete gets to that level um, of, not not just competitiveness but that you know they develop their talent 
to literally a uh, a world class elite level, um, there's or there are so few that can stand next to them that it just it automatically like the respect is automatically there. And there was a moment where I saw um, I noticed that like PJ was on uh, in the top position over Dante, and they sort of paused. Um, at the same time, and PJ's like wiping sweat, and like you know Dante so casual. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. Like you know you're in the in in the middle of like a very extremely top ten bout in the world, and you're just like casually like oh there's sweat here like mm -hmm. <laughs> right, and so like you know if somebody would be underhanded in that situation and. And try to take advantage of the the break. You know that the like the opponent would be on top of it, and it would be countered. That like you're not going to be able to sneak something in. Yeah, it's just they're masters of their craft, and it was a work of art. Like it was just awesome. One quick <laughs> shout out I wanted to give to you guys. Didn't see any of this come together, but so shout out absolute stud Carly Joe Thomas who on short notice or yeah Carly Joe was willing to step in um, she didn't get the call it didn't come together but the matchmaker didn't call her weigh-ins on Friday night she was ready to go and step in against a, a very game opponent who unfortunately the bout dropped out for sprawl but Four hours. She's before, like, "Why didn't you guys like, tell me? Where do we have clothes? Like, Crazy. can I change? Can I drive home and change? Like, absolute shout out. That's uh, savage. Ready to rock and roll. We savage. were gonna have her opponent come in out of the savage. crowd for that. Yeah, just stand <laughs> up. It. Just stand up out of the crowd and then walk around. That would have been that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that was Ekaterina Petri. Ekaterina Petri. That's she right. was she was scheduled for Maya Yankello and Maya unfortunately was going through a bit of an injury and. Thought she could make it, got to Thursday, and just was like, it's not getting any better. I can't go, which is totally understandable. We we have come to expect injuries on fight week for sure, um, and for grapplers as well. So no big deal. We'll get Maya back in there. We'll get Ekaterina back in there. We'll get Carly Joe in there next time. Let's do it. But, yeah, on uh, on one-day notice, a lot of things needed to be shuffled mm -hmm. and changed on our end as well. We just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's not enough time. Right. Day for something like that. Right. And um, there was a controversial, well, not controversial. I don't think it was controversial. He thought it was controversial. Ethan Goss. And, right. And Daniel yep. Stepinski. Um, I, on that, I did hear a lot of people have told me personally, how did Ethan lose? Like, Ethan totally won. Not just Ethan thinks he won. I know, I know, sure. I know, yeah. I know. And, and, and I, I was not surprised based on knowing the criteria. Like, I, I wasn't surprised that that, that the decision went against him. Yeah. Okay. I, so let's, like, um, let's go around the room and see who we thought won, starting with Danny. Danny took Stepinski. I also take Stepinski. Although, I don't care what would have happened. I would have taken Stepinski yeah. against Ethan Goss anyway. <laughs> no matter <laughs> what. Understandable. Ethan submits that him. I'm like, Stepinski wins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget who I was sitting with, but I told somebody, I said, if the, if the ref is following the criteria, Sage won that. Mm-hmm. 
and he did he picked it i i was surprised i was surprised though because ethan was on top the entire time we're so accustomed to watching mma and like if if that was a one round mma fight which we did kind of say that too ethan probably would have won that round in mma yeah and that was so i wasn't fully educated i guess on the criteria i just i had thought ethan had won and i thought that bout was so interesting because i think we saw the biggest clash in styles mm -hmm. as far as game plans and whatnot ethan extremely experienced in the cage obviously our pro featherweight champion came out looking like an mma grappler shooting takedowns trying to maintain top control looking for guard passes and whatnot while stepinski was really you know he took that sit down stay in guard attack submissions from the bottom approach and it was this really great juxtaposition of styles between those two and stepinski came out on top and what was an impressive performance by both guys yeah both guys did truly do, do who, did, awesome. who did you think won I thought Goss won. I, I was going more off MMA criteria, just thinking, well, he maintained that top control. Yeah. But clearly, I think um, now that I'm more educated, I definitely see how Stepinski won. So is that your official? That's a bit education for you. you so feel, what's, you what's, your inadequate. what's your official call? <laughs> My call so you, now is that Stepinski won, but as they're announcing the, uh, you know, the hands getting raised, shock. I was, ooh, like, that's not what I... You know, just my eyes yeah. from the outside of the cage, knowing what I know, saw go down. But now that I understand more, that makes a lot more sense. You? So, um, like the, the, the nice thing about being the last to, you know, speak on this is I can say, collectively, you were all wrong and Ethan won. <laughs> yeah. <So>. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Thanks, yeah. Jim. Well, here's we what just, I, we no just explanation needed on that one. No, no, we just changed the yeah. ruling. So, Ethan, congratulations. Yeah. Good job. I think Ethan is always the winner because he brought us four bags of these absolute gems. Middlesworth potato chips, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know the Warth, you better, I don't know. Okay, that so needs to be a slogan. I'm not a potato on. chip guy. I'll be the first to say that. I had these barbecue potato chips. They're so good. <laughs> They're insane. They're if so you're, good. If you're from Central PA, you already know these babies. These were the school second grade pizza party Whoa. classic. What are on we doing here? On the directly yeah, on this the guy's table. literally an animal, guys. These these aren't these aren't um, greasy. All right, I mean, I guess if we're have all you doing had it. the plain barbecue? These because you've had the kettle cooked, but have you had the ones hmm. that aren't kettle cooked? The so kettle cooked is king. Prepared. Kettle cooked is king. Also, shout out Northeast PA, home of Middlesworth as well. Yes, sir. They uh they got the best. I mean they really are. The, I have a Middlesworth hat. Like <laughs> my wife got me a Middlesworth hat Wait, for Christmas one year. It's Northeast PA. That's that's where I live. That's where I get them. Okay, but where are they at? Middleburg, PA. <laughs> right that in sounds the that sounds like middle, huh? Sounds pretty All middle. Right, one bite chip review. Oh, you've never had them? Oh, no, I've had them a thousand one. times. One chip challenge, dude. They're so good. No business being this good. I love Middlesworth. Shout out Middlesworth. All right. So this is where we transition to MMA? Yep. We were talking about... That's good. Goss, that's a good transition into MMA. Man. We were talking about... Um, the, what, what were we talking about? I was going to segue to Nick Nash and Jeff Magan, so I'm just going to say yeah, it anyway. It, it, was something about, it was something about close decisions. You were trying um, to be witty? Is that I was trying to be witty, and then it yeah. all fell apart like normal. But... Uh, all right, I'll start from the top with this matchup. I knew that was a very high-level matchup. 
205ers, first of all, amateur 205 is a pretty thin division. There aren't, in this area, there aren't a ton of 205ers. And those two definitely established themselves as elite of that crop. So when we were able to match that, I was super honored, first of all, that Nick Nash and Victory took that fight because he's 5-0. and He's a super prospect. He just won Cage Thunder's belt. Very risky for him to fight a 3-1 and guy at the level of wrestling and talent that Jeff Magan has from Stout. Very risky fight for them. Coming into Pittsburgh as well. So they knew that, and they accepted it anyway. So awesome. Shout out, Victory. That's amazing. Magan, meanwhile probably would have fought literally anybody that we would get to sign like he just wanted anything because he has a tough time finding matchups so when we made it i was like that this is that's awesome like i was very stoked about that fight as it played out i we were sitting that was one of the few that we were actually sitting there watching together and i said at the end i'm like no idea who won that dude and i did say and i'll say it on air i said if i'm a judge i think nick nash won it barely barely and i said if if Magan wins, it's not a robbery at all. Like I can totally see it either way. I'm not sure it was that close. I don't know, but yeah, I I did think like if I was a judge, Nash had it. I thought Nash. Yeah, I agree. I was leaning Nick Nash on that one. And Jim is here to tell us we are all wrong. <laughs> and that, that, well, there you have it. I don't even just need to say it. Here's no, yeah, I, it, with the. With you guys all in unison um, at 4-0 on the decision, I already sent some messages to people involved in in that that fight, you know, coaches, and so I'll just leave it there and leave I'll not, not, yeah, not tell we, you guys. Do we know um, why Megan declined his post-fight interview? No, I, t- I talked to Luke last night. He... And he, he like said no, no. He like he was yeah, like he a was couple exhausted, times. dude. Really, yeah. he, was he just exhausted. didn't. He just didn't want. Is that why? Well, yeah, yeah. I, so I got in the cage uh, following that fight to get to some fight him media to pick. fight Magan. Yeah, because I could get him when he's tired like that. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't like, think so. Not no. a chance. Yeah, he would still <laughs> pressure. Yeah, let me let me just retract that statement really quick because that's foolish. But um, I got in and uh, Nick Nash. Uh, excuse me, Jeff Magan wandered in front of me. I gave him a fist bump and I said, good fight. I gave him a pat and he just keeled over, hands on knees, like recovering because both guys gave 110% in that bout. Those no are two big it. old strong boys. Mm-hmm. Big old boys. You look at those weigh-in pictures, they, they're built like pros. See, like, I, think, I think this is, those are the fights where you learn, like, slow down. Because those two came out in the first round like a ball of fire. And when your heart rate and you're like, you just can't sustain that. And that's why those adrenaline dumps happen. Like, yeah, when you're that big. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so I think that's the type of fight where you mature. They're both going to mature as a fighter where they're going to like, you notice early on like in the cards like those guys are going crazy and then like as you go like they slow down and like they have more maturity as as a fighter and i think those two are both going to mature greatly from this experience because they put themselves into deep water quickly by like going gung-ho right off the bat right and while we're talking on this theme let us the person who said it probably isn't listening, which sucks, but let us put something to rest. We do not assign the judges. Has literally nothing to do with us. That is not our influence. We all just said... Or the referees. 
or the referees. We all just said, I thought personally Nick Nash won by like a 51-49 split, you know, like b- barely if I had to pick. If I if you put a gun to my head and make And you know pick. that's in the moment too. We could go back and watch and maybe we'll see sure. something different, but but I, yeah, yeah. The I way did. we were that night. I we saw were Nash. for sure. I saw a comment on Instagram and th- this was not for that fight. Um it was for Caprice Hall and Glenn Christner, I think, which was a majority draw. So first of all, majority draw, right? One guy picked Glenn Christner as the winner. One guy picked Caprice Hall as the winner. The third judge said it was a draw. And Caprice Hall lost a point because he kneed Christner in the head, which is illegal in that rule set. So Caprice lost a point, and then it was a majority draw, which means that judge thought Caprice won. Like, without the point deduction, it was 29-28 Caprice. Point deduction brings it down 28-28. Like what are you, what are you upset about? The guy, the guy did something illegal, got penalized for it, and it's a majority draw. That's literally as even of a fight as you could say. Like how is that bad judging anyway? Despite the fact, you know, like I said, we have nothing to do with the judges at well, all. I mean, quite honestly, people have like friend goggles you, on. You and get stuff emotional. Like it's real. I get it. It's get a it. real thing. But, um. I just it, if if it was grappling, you can blame us. But even more importantly, you could blame like the black belts that were the like yeah. We blame put, Sosa. Blame Ronet. Blame yeah, Ronet. Go, go blame him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works out for you. People right. are people are silly little billies too. I mean, there's, <laughs> silly little billies. There's a lot of folks that like you know, they come to support their friends, but they're not necessarily as educated this on the isn't sport. Romper as we are. room. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> For, you 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 mentioned the fabulous Mula, and you don't know Romper Room. No, I have like no know. clue. I have no clue Wait, what that it's means. It's that. Era. You also don't know what. I Romper don't know room either is? of these things. Fabulous, wow. a female wrestler. Room. Wow. Yeah. The old. This is the old head That's of the table. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's very Hold obvious. On. Okay, so I, I want to go back about, to something. Uh, Charlie and, Chaplin. And there's the dumb there. side of the table. Yeah, definitely dumb side of the room. And if, if you know which side it is, you're good. If you don't, vote in the comments. Good also, yeah. dumb side or old side. Vote in the uh, comments. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna educated oh, side. Oh, great! Mm. So I want to go back uh, to something that I thought was pretty cool. Um, being in the industry and seeing this, you know, th- this is something that um, that we can certainly appreciate. We we want to consider that. We I mean we take into consideration everybody that steps into the cage we're all for them and we want to see everybody do well and that night that they you know have the cage door closed behind them we're hoping that they're able to have their a game every single time so we're always for the fighters one of the things that i thought was really cool was what we saw on the back of nick nash's shorts and that Mm. was cage thunder so like we are behind our fighters and our friends at Cage Thunder, you know, made it known that they're behind their guy also. I thought cool. that was really cool. That is neat. That they were uh, a sponsor for him did coming, you, coming into town. Did you get clarification if they were, that was a, Cage Thunder was sponsoring him for that? I thought, yeah, I, you know, Luke uh, was with, I met up with Luke last night at um, after the fights, mm-hmm. Luke Payson, and some things that he said did allude to that. I think I saw a I mean, post about that. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, because he mentioned the uh, the owner and and that. Yeah, so that is that's sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really cool that they're behind him. And yeah, the whole victory team is awesome. They're they're great. I think for sure, no less. I think more of Nick after that fight. Honestly, I already I knew he was a great prospect. He didn't surprise me at all. But he he got a loss on his record, but not really. It's amateur, man. That's a great who. Like I said, it was as close as it gets. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me yeah. one bit. I don't see that as a loss. But yeah, what uh, where are we going after that? Where do you we fall? Anywhere. Who knows? There's so Just much. Just say a good segue and then start talking about something. A good segue would be to talk about James Padmore's right hand. No, 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 no. There we go. Dude, he's now 3-0 and with three knockouts. We just said 205 is a pretty thin division. He's he's now immediately one of the top 205 amateur prospects in Pennsylvania. And you're like you're only saying right hand because that's what he used. It could have been the left. Could have been anything. He's got it in, in power in both. both yeah. He has both. But that was a that was a nasty knockout. And Adam Caldwell's very good. He's looked very good. Adam too, Caldwell's game. His left jab has been on point for our last two fights with him, and he looks really good physically at 205 too. It's a total body transformation, honestly. He looked very good, quicker, healthier, everything about it. He looked good. It's unfortunate, of course, that he got knocked out, but I I think 205 is a good spot for him, and I, I'm excited to see him again there. I'm just concerned about Padmore's head, how it's doing today. The headbutting the cage? <laughs> <laughs> him and Chase. What's up? Yeah. I mean, well, so, guys, listen. There's like a one-inch thick pad that covers metal steel <laughs> stop headbutting the pads not Public service announcement not not advisable at all but no. yes yeah don't do that super good performance um you know it looked like it looked like it had all the makings of an up and down back and forth affair until you know there was some separation and just a, a big hook and just Totally separated him from consciousness. And that's what you see with those big boys, man. All it takes is one. And it happened to come from James Padmore. Excellent performance. Yeah. We saw some violence this weekend, man. Some crazy knockouts, some insane submissions. To my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. Probably am. I usually am. Two guys got choked unconscious at BitB17. I don't remember that ever happening on a card. Two on the same card like that. James Lido put out Manuel Bell very fast, and Edgar Perea put out Colton Musgrove with... I don't even know what that submission was, to be honest. It was like a rear naked choke grip. It started, but then he ended it from, like, top. We have it to was ask, very weird. We have, to, we have to ask Dylan. This is the I Ask no Dylan clue. segment. I wasn't there. They announced it as a rear naked choke, but when you watch it, like, Edgar's on top. It started there, but... I don't know. I have so, no idea what it was. So we'll just have to go just with squeezing you. <laughs> we'll let Dylan yeah, I mean, Cole and Alex Hudick discuss that yeah. and come up with the official. Yeah, if, if anybody yeah, in the Alex, comments, please oh. correct me. If anybody in the comments saw that, Jess Elizabeth will be on yeah, here yeah. in the next thirty let us seconds. Know what with it was? Some type of diagnosis <laughs> of that. It was unique to say the least. Well, the thing is, we're like, can she thirty the forty diagnosis? five seconds behind? So, like, give her about thirty seconds, and Jess will have it on on the. She needs to record a clip and sing it. <laughs> yes, yeah, sing the response. Well, speaking of, we're talking about James Lido and Edgar Perilla. Both had some pretty tough tests. Edgar, in particular, coming against uh, Colton Musgrove. Yeah, Colton's very good, man. Who has some bombs for hands. Uh, we saw it against both of his opponents with 247. But Edgar Perea, 
the real deal came out immediate control let his presence be known this is my fight and found that finish early what a crowd he had i mean the cowboy chance i mean it had like it was deafening in there yeah. and that's a hard place to be deafening in as big as the Minerva convention center as high as those ceilings are like and yet he's those fans brought it what like what a great group of like supporters he has i t i took a picture of edgar and his crew in front of the step and repeat they all like look, wow, at, look at this that's awesome that's that a 20 a foot step and folks. repeat i don't know if you guys can see it at all there but there's like yeah, that's 100 people. 20 foot by <laughs> no 10 idea. foot doesn't fit in a hotel room with eight foot ceilings. Ask us how we know. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me and Danny how we know. That, that was a normal for you guys. Forth. Ask why the um, why the the face off photos were in front of a green screen instead of our backdrop. <laughs> yep. Oops. Yep. Um, oh, well, hey, it happens. <clears throat> yeah, things happen in MMA. Well, if you don't know, now you know. If you don't know, now, now you, know. you know. As a yeah. general observation, this is very, this is a goofy thing to even observe or say, but can we talk about the overall quality of that Bit B17 card? And I mean, matchups, individual athletes. Like, let's just say it like it is. When you get to regional MMA, amateur regional MMA, you get some guys who are rolling off their couch and just think they want to fight. The bottom's low. The, the bottom's low, low on on regional MMA. Yeah. Yes, and in that, general, and that's fine, dude. It's fun. I love fights like that as much as the next guy. But when you look at our lineup from yesterday, super talented guy and super in shape. Like, go look at our weigh-in pictures, dude. These guys look like pro fighters. All mm -hmm. like, there's ripped, man. Like, I was looking. I'm like, dude, these guys. This looks super legit. Like, sometimes you're going through regional and it looks like you know me versus you, and it's like okay, they're just two guys. Let's that are hope not. <laughs> yeah. And Hunter had a great For your point sake. too. I think you highlighted it on a podcast, <laughs> or maybe we were just discussing it ourselves. But the overall record of fighters on Bit B Seventeen was something like fifty-five and thirty. Yeah. Like. Like a sixty-five so percent win. Yeah. So it's, much experience. The win know, percentage went card. down after the after this. Did. It's fit. They get fit. Well, there was a draw. It, re it regressed. To the mean. <laughs> it regressed to the mean. Yeah, a little bit. That's funny. That, the win percentage is always like fifty percent on a card. It's so really two weird. fights I want to yeah, talk every about. Every single card. Yeah. Um, Glenn Christner was it, him. Him and Caprice. That fight. I love that fight. Me too. So awesome. It was. Yeah. So like to me, it was appropriate that it it was a draw. Yeah. Like, I not, totally you know, agree. I, I feel bad for the point deduction, but like that's the that's the best possible outcome. Draw sure. both guys, kill it. I, I thought Caprice, other than that, like I thought he clearly won the fight. Other than that point mm, deduction, I wouldn't say so that, clearly. So I, I'm just saying, I my perspective was he clearly won the fight outside of that point deduction. Should he have had a point deduction? Sure. Like I, yes, it probably affected the fight. It was a pretty severe knee. Um, well, so when you say you thought he clearly won, do you think it was like 30-27, or are you saying like, oh, no, I thought so he, he won two rounds to one. I, 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 I thought point. he okay, I see. clearly won two rounds. So 28-28 is the appropriate scorecard. Yes. I think so, too. Yeah, I do. So, so all I'm saying is yeah. I think it, it, that's tough for him to say, like, I felt like I won the fight, I screwed up, and got a draw out of it sure. because of that. I will say 
We need to have Glenn Christner not fight each other. Glenn Christner and Timbo Slice, pound for pound, most exciting fighters. Oh two, like every God. single fight they're involved in turns the into the chins on those two, insane. the jaws that they that have, discussion. insane, dude. Like I'll watch every fight those guys are ever in. <laughs> and not only okay. that, so since since we're talking about Glenn, we gotta talk about the chin on Caprice. Yeah. Those oh haymaker uppercuts, dirty hockey fight crazy. uppercuts. Yeah, oh, how about Glenn rip into the body with yes. those shovel hooks? Oh, oh man, hey. I I couldn't imagine. Can we speak Glenn Christner versus Manuel Bell into existence? What? They want to come. Manuel wants to come back. Glenn's there. Eighty-five. Let's run it. Pretty please. This is live matchmaking. I'm live starting matchmaking. to make the popcorn now. I like it. Um, so I think That's in the fun, general, if you're listening. Brawl in the Berg 17, I think if I could sum it up, I would say that the advanced Amy stole the show. For sure. I think that that um, the level, that step up in competition. So we've had cards where we have almost all novice Amis. This was a card where the amateur card was pretty much split in half between novice Amis and advanced Amis. And I think those advanced Amis showed that that level, yep. that level jump that comes with experience and, and maturity as a fighter and as, you know, uh, being coached by the gyms um, that we, we work with, um, that like they stole the show i think when you take a look at the totality of uh landefeld fink boyd ford Magan nash francisco wiggins and siebert Algar, i think that that was like that was the heart of the show yep um couldn't agree more that being said to kind of uh laser focus on one of those the perform the performance by Are you Chase say of the Boyd. Night? Okay. The performance by Chase Boyd. So Chase is primarily like Chase is a grappler, right? Mm -hmm. And so like he's generally the guy that's like setting strikes up to get the takedown to to work his grappling game and to see him go out there and like Dude, part of me is like Des does not deserve this. Like I know. I've he has a miserable like like two for he must he he, he hates like us. like literally it just so happened like the guy's very talented he's very skilled very and it things just went bad for him in his two fights with us where it just happened the way it happened but yeah um that doesn't take away from chase's performance chase's performance was jaw-droppingly impressive yes. it was so amazing yeah i couldn't agree more that is very surprising and that makes chase a very dangerous man if you add knockout power to chase boyd's mm -hmm. already insane grappling that becomes a crazy fighter and the next fight is there for chase too he called he made a specific call out which we don't see very he made it on the mic but he made it to us first he came over and screamed it at us yeah and yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if Josh is anywhere near like in fighting shape. So that I think that's the main issue is like, yeah, I don't know that Josh is any like in the position to be at 170. October 21st is three months away. You can do a lot of work in three months on your weight. I'll be at 170. October you know all 21st. about that, Hunter. Exactly. Yep. Me and Ryan and Jim. We going not so. We going back to the Fat Mactory? No. Oh hell no! <laughs> Danny Palm. Danny Palm. said no. Hell so. no. <laughs> oh, I mean, if it's Ew, set, I'm gonna no. do it because I'm competitive. But, but Danny, uh, my votes now. You didn't try the first time, dude. Why do you exactly. care if we do it again? <laughs> well, so I tried the first time, but I just didn't know what I was doing. 
Like I was. Yeah, I, he's I, like, ah, guys, I don't have. Hang on, I have old pasta. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Can we please talk about Dylan Cole during the like the first two <laughs> weeks of the Fat Mac? He's like. He's sending pictures of his meals, like, like doing trying good guys. to impress her. Like, yeah. meanwhile, like we think he's joking. Like, but he's dead serious. He's eating pasta with little orange and green Lego blocks it, it in it. The, uh, yeah, the hot water. Ramen. Like that's that's. So my thought is, I'm like, oh, this is only a 300 calorie thing. Like, oh this God. is fine. I oh thought I didn't know that like things play a role. He sent like pot roast and mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> one time, and I was like, what are you doing? And bro? I was like, that's only 750 calories. Like, I didn't that, per uh, bite. <laughs> Jim, I will say the I, that was one of the funniest, the hardest I've ever laughed at the text message I received when you you put in quotes and you wrote <laughs> with your prayer. Hopefully, these orange and green Lego pieces are healthy. <laughs> Those little blocks of sodium in there. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Oh my god. So dude. I didn't lose any weight. <laughs> you need to that. say from I that. gained weight. <laughs> yeah. We got. We got to talk about Miguel and Jake. We did talk about it a little bit in terms of Jake stepping in and putting on a great performance, but we can't say enough what a prospect Miguel still is, but especially leading into that bout, every, everybody thought, like we said it, Miguel was a favorite in that fight, I think. And among locally, of course, people think very highly of Miguel and his skills, his all-around skill set, and Jake just took it to him, man. Clipped him early and just finished the deal. So... There was something at some point. There was something that Calvin said that I like said, "Oh, like the the I don't remember what it was." Like it, as we were putting this bout together, Calvin said, "I'm telling you right now, like this dude, like something to that effect." Yeah, yeah. And that's what made me say, "No, okay. this is going to be a yeah. like I trusted Calvin's assessment of his own guy to like know that this was this was going to be a war." And Jake's got hammer hands dude because his his wins were by knockout leading into that we knew that that was the threat for miguel and sure enough he caught him and i know an interesting element to this was that the weight cut to 35 was not easy for miguel but, I, then, but then he was a whole pound over a pound under yeah yeah he overcut i don't think i don't know i'm not going to speak for him but i will be surprised if he's at 35 again but they're going to have to go back to the lab and figure it out because i just heard some rumblings that it was rough. Wasn't I agree, great. and I think I think we kind of saw that in the cage because Miguel previously fought for us, I believe, at 140, and then prior to that, 145. So this cut to 35. Um, some people were saying it affected his chin. I I really think it affected his cardio. I think I mean, it obviously, it was a very fast paced bout, but you know, Miguel I think it was, was long really, enough to that for that to be a factor. Yeah, Miguel like was gassed um, early, and I think it opened him up to just getting hurt. hit. I think he was. Hurt, I think he got hurt early. I think yeah. he got clipped. Yeah. So um, obviously, the Miguel Francisco that we saw um, last night was not peak Miguel. And you know, no, listen, guys. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I don't accept that. Well, I don't want to make an excuse. Jake for him, Wiggins came out beat there him. and beat <laughs> Miguel. Like, hands yeah, yeah. down. Hands no out. Like applause. Like that was awesome. You came into enemy territory against a popular guy. And you took it to him, and it was uh, like a great performance. Absolutely. Nothing less than I that. I mean, nothing to diminish Jake Wiggins' excellent performance. And he I don't even know if he goes by Jake. Jacob, uh, I mean, I've only seen I've been Jacob. calling him Jake, and I'm sorry. Okay. If so. Oh, wait, his Instagram is Jake Wiggins okay, MMA, we're safe. so we're good. We're, safe. we're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, yeah. <laughs> But, but, yeah, that was an insane performance for Jake. And like we said earlier, I don't know. Like, Siebert versus Jake makes a lot of sense. 
for just waiting on a reply. Makes a whole lot of sense. So come on, Calvin. Yeah, Pittsburgh is in main event. How are we going to both events? We talked like way more about everything besides the main event. (laughs) Well, no, we're leading up to just getting there. We're 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 heading we're heading in that direction. We talked about Boyd and we talked about Magan and we talked about Francisco. Now we're going to talk about Siebert and Algar. We talked about that. The very we, opened, we touched yeah. on it. Yeah. Want to touch on it more? I, I, I and mean, then talk I think about we, the fight. <laughs> you're, you're so sensual. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think we covered it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think Lucas is sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. I haven't heard anything from their team, but I can't. And this is taking... It's exactly the Jake Wiggins-Miguel discussion. Lucas was on another level. We all agree Lucas leveled up last night. It was insane. He just needs confidence. That's, yeah, that if, only, that. if only he had confidence. <laughs> I, I do wonder if the year and a half off affected Cam. Was he as good, as sharp as Cam should have been? I'm I, not sure. I think, I think it's real. I yeah. think it's like... I don't think he was at his best. You're not going to be at your best if you don't fight for a year and a half. But, like, that's what you signed up for yeah it's also um, extreme. is it 145 also yeah true it's extremely possible lucas just made him look not at his best too i'm not sure yeah, yeah so exactly. i get, I get shamed for yeah. talking about things that miguel and then you're like oh it wasn't the best game like there's these things no no there's yeah. legitimately like ring rust is real is that an excuse no that's what you signed up for like but but ultimately like do, do I think he performs better than that if he doesn't? Um, if he's not on a year and a half layoff? Yes, I do. Yeah. Especially for Lucas, who, you know, his primary game is wrestling. Like, D1 level wrestler to go out there and win with the hands and look as comfortable as he did on the feet is special. We have a highly talented prospect in our hands. And honestly, you know, I think coming out of this weekend he might be the talk of the town as far as performance goes like that this is the performance that's sticking with me from both nights among a sea of incredible action yeah lucas is in my brain he he's been he's been working on his hands for a year yeah Yeah. just imagine he debuted with us last july 9th like a year and a week to the day it was the fight last night crazy and he so one of the things that was super smart about him and I hope that other amateurs in that situation picked up on this and kept kept it in the back of their minds. Is he talked about the the rules in PA until you get to advanced? How he's going to work within those, and he was going to work on his striking. You know, if if that's what the rules are trying to um, gear you towards and steer you, steer you towards. You know, because if that. Um, if that match, if that bout goes to the ground, you know, it's going to be there for two minutes. Mm-hmm. That round's over. The next round starts. If it happens again, it's going to be on the ground for two minutes. Again, you can't do ground and pound. So that's why they want you, you know, within three fights or less, work, you know, you get a chance to focus on, on your striking. For sure. And then look at what we saw last night. Super smart. Yeah, that was the culmination, I think, is the word he, and he used yeah, as he well. Yeah, he said that, yeah. yeah. It's perf- that's perfect word for it. You just saw it all come together last night. Really special moment, for sure. If you go back and you watch Lucas's first fight for us at Brawl in the Berg 12, he took on Andy Sutu, and the development in his hands, like, obviously, Siebert got a knockout win that night, but the, the level of comfort, 
like staying back, picking apart on his feet is an incredible development for one year. Mm-hmm. Especially he just seems so Cam. comfortable. He seems like this is what he was he was meant to do, and he moves like he, he's a natural. I, I just think that, like, I'll be the first to say, like, I I I, I doubted, I doubted, just mainly not not because I didn't think the talent was there. I I doubted because I didn't see the 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 experience, and I knew that it's different to spar with someone than it is to get in there and 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 yeah. really have someone that's trying to kill you. And so when you have that for the first, when you haven't had that, where it's like the high elite level, I I was expecting him to face things for the first time that he'd never never felt before, and and that's where I say like that's. That's what where my doubt was. It, not the talent, but just mm-hmm. the experience and pass with flying colors. People, yeah. people in all professions, but it's especially obvious in athletics. Some guys just rise to the occasion, man. The brighter the lights get, the better they get, and that's Lucas Sieber from everything we've seen. So I could yeah. not agree with you more. He has stepped up every single time. He loves the the loves the shine, and he he you know. That's he thrives in it. Perfect walkout song for that too. Lupe Fiasco Superstar. Oh, I don't know if you guys know yeah. that song, but go listen to the lyrics. That's literally what the song's about. So pretty one thing I love he said cool. too, he talks about, you know, put on a show and then find the camera. Like understand your moment and embrace it. Build off of it. Don't um like use it as a way to build a higher off of what you've done. And I think he kind of embodies that spirit altogether. The main event. People were clamoring to, for us to talk about the main event. So, yeah, that was, uh, I, I think we all said this at, at some point last night after that fight. For me, anyways, um, that was the best that I have seen Justin Patton look. Couldn't I thought more. he looked so good. And... Zimmick's face thought his hands looked good yeah. too, man. Zimmick was beat up after that fight, for sure. Yeah, Justin was moving fast. Used, you know, there was a lot of leg work. I just thought that it was a smart game plan too, and it, you know, goes to show you, like you got somebody standing across from you who was matching you, step for step. Yeah, and there are like hairline differences between winning and losing at that level yep absolutely man i i we we knew going in we watched a lot of zimic tape we knew what zimic was about and we knew that justin had a tough fight on his hands and that's exactly what we saw but to your point i couldn't agree more man Patton looked phenomenal and i was very happy to see his hands and his stand up a lot more than we have in the pad there were there were a few exchanges on the feet that were really fun. Like, they were getting tight, after yeah. it, dude. They were just throwing straight-up heat. And Patton was telling me afterwards, he's like, I kept hitting him and seeing his neck turn, and I was like, can you please just fall, bro? Why aren't you falling? Like, I'm hitting you hard, and you're not falling. Like, dude, that's at Wisconsin. They're built different. They're the built farm different. boys are built different, man. But Zimmick weathered the storm, kept crazy top pressure once he had it, and then obviously finished the fight with a guillotine. That's a great win for him. 2-0 and now as a pro. LFA and now came into Pittsburgh and beat Patton for us. This sky's the limit for that, dude. That's a guy I'm definitely following his career. When I was sitting next to Ryan, uh, there was a moment in that second round 
where Zimic had uh, Patton's back and he was, you know, hunting, really looking for a choke. And I leaned over the um, Patton got up. He got out of it and he escaped. And I leaned over and I said, you know, Patton was in that spot last year against Devin Lose and he ended up giving up that choke. And to see the way Patton's developed his heart, his cardio, his game to escape and get out of that, that itself was like one of the big moments of the fight for me to see Patton rise to the occasion in that way and escape. The sky's the limit for him as well. Yeah, and and just to kind of add to that, um, I would stop short of calling, you know, that a a good comeback win for Zimmick. Like, I don't think it was a comeback, but he was definitely behind. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the type of fight that takes Zimmick, like, he levels up big time from a fight like that because I think... This is a sport where your self-doubt will can destroy you. Yeah. And and when you know and this is part of the, you know, when you know that you're never out of a fight and you have that confidence that even if someone has you and it seems like you can't win that you can find a way to win and you keep searching for that and you and you keep like you go that next level. I I think that th this is huge for him to be able to uh, stay confident and know that there's going to be times in that cage where I'm losing and I'm not out. And, and, and that's something that you have to face. You have to have a fight like that before you have start to develop that confidence. And that's huge for him. Absolutely. Jim, what did, what did you think about that? It's Jimothy. Jimothy. So me. staying on that, uh, like what you were talking about in that first round, you know, saying that wasn't a comeback win. Um, the first two minutes of the first round was all Justin, mm -hmm. and like in fairly dominant fashion, or at least he controlled it one hundred percent. And then, like the next minute was was Zimic, and then the final two minutes of that first round, it went back and forth. And Justin, at the end of the round, um he gained the advantage and I, f I forget what the move was but i think he ended up on top or he reversed something and ended up on top and um i was talking with somebody after that fight somebody that um like one of the uh can we i don't know can you say this i'm gonna say it anyway say it um one of the judges was talking to me and they were saying they loved that fight and it's so important to stay um like you have to wait until the end of that five minutes because you know there's so many things so many little differences it, with what one fighter does versus the other and that first round was um they told me that like that is they they love seeing that because it's fun for the uh the fans watching it's probably you know going back and forth fun for the fighters they'd rather dominate but um, that first round, going to what you were saying, Ryan, um, is is proof that like you're never out of it until you know the, the fight's over and Kyle pushed through and was impressive. I will say on the judges' front, I'm sure they're very glad that Kyle submitted him at the end because that was going to be an interesting scorecard. Yeah, well, that's that's how yeah. the conversation started. Yeah, yeah, because. And think about all night. The what round was that? Three. 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 Was yeah. Yeah. Three. So all night, the Christner decision was tough. 
the Nash Magan decision was very tough. And if that would have gone to a decision, that would have been, the judges had to be on their A game last night for sure. Those were some very competitive decisions. Yeah. So we uh, what did we say right before that? There was something else I want. I don't know. I forget. I need more coffee. We're talking about coffee. Justin Patton versus Kyle Zimmick. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean. It, it was uh, unfortunate for Pittsburgh with, with Isaac losing and Justin losing. They bring giant crowds. It's always it's always interesting for me to see the way the energy can get sucked out of a place. Oh, the man. energy got sucked out both nights. When Patton, when Patton tapped out, it was just like silence and everybody started leaving. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the game, man. They all mm-hmm. know. And I'll say, like, Justin was in... He was upset. He, well, I'm not saying he was in great spirits, but he was handling the loss extremely well. Everything he was telling me, like, no skin off his back. He's going to get better. And that's all he ever does every time he loses. Dude, so I already know that anyway. He's, yeah. He has impressed me so much with, you know, Justin, his evolution has mm-hmm. been incredible. Um, he's He's gone from, you know, a fighter, like a scrapper, like a scrappy kid who gets in the cage to becoming a like he's so technical and he's so yeah. i mean it, it's it's really impressive even in a loss um to to watch someone and his de- game develop so nicely it's it's really encouraging like it's encouraging one of the things that i i think about a lot is how lucky we are here in Pittsburgh that we have the, like the most underrated coaching and gyms. Uh, it's it's so high level and like it's we're very fortunate. And I just think um, it's we're starting to see all the all those things come to place as we as we do this longer and and more people come and more opportunities come for for fighters and for the gyms i i just think it's it's sky's the limit yeah. for the gyms as well as the you know future of the organization you you're starting to say it and i'll, I'll take it a step further with something a little more bold is that it's not going to be underrated for much longer i think people are starting to notice when you get guys like pj and dante in there and their teams mm-hmm. in there they get to feel it and experience it and they're like damn like pittsburgh's doing this thing right now the more we do stuff like that, man, that's it's not going to be underrated. For and long. I, I would love to hear what Gray Maynard thinks about the Mad Factory. Like he got to experience the yeah, Mad Factory same. this morning. Like that'd be nice to know. I didn't get to hear it yet, but Gray did those did commentary for those two bouts, and I guess he was saying really good things as well. So that's awesome, man. Gray Gray was so good to work with. Yeah, too. I He's, talked to him last night. That's yeah, da- Danny just mentioned that, that he talked to Gray, and Gray was mentioning how great the, the show was and whatnot. And I got the same feedback from him as well as I mean, we got to talk to those guys a good bit. Um, and 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 really, like, so a lot of the times I'm I'm digging at those guys like, hey, like, what what can we like? What are things that other people are doing that, like, make it like add to it? Like, in the and I didn't really get much of that back, although we're gonna like work on things and 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 perfect our craft as uh, you know they're looking to perfect theirs. We're also looking to do do that with ours. But mm-hmm. um, we have a list. The feedback has been <laughs> the feedback has been great. Like we appreciate that, and we're also like y- you can privately message us and and make suggestions or 
you know, if you guys did this, I think it would help be helpful. Like we're we're all up for um, suggestions and like listen. Uh, if if someone says like the TV went out, like of course electric, like things like that are gonna happen. Like we we we're, we can't be perfect. Like we don't always know why those things happen during a, a show, and we can't always fix them on the spot. We're not the UFC. We're not like this big organization, but we we're constant like we're fixing it for the next time we're trying to make sure it doesn't happen the next time and that that tv didn't go out this the second show did i don't think no i think it was good definitely uh please give us more feedback about how the 247 judges are uh (laughs) like our judges are the worst like that we we greatly appreciate that we're we're not i think it that we're not paying them enough to throw the fights yeah for the fighters we choose you no, troll. so, you so troll just so call. you're aware i don't know if we described this in detail when we originally talked about this but the the, the pennsylvania as far as mma goes the pennsylvania's athletic commission controls all of that they control the judges the the referees um we don't get the pick we don't like so and if we don't like the judges we don't have the power to be like get us a different judge either like it's not something yeah. that is up for debate. We can make requests. Sure. Like if if a judge is horrible, we can say, "Can you not have that judge on our card? Will they honor it? Maybe, maybe not. Like we don't know, but we can make requests. But that's as far as it goes. And for the record, I was go as far to say is I don't think that there were any egregious decisions. You, there's things you could nitpick and disagree with, but at the end of the day, I think they did their job just fine. So you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I brought up um, the conversation I had with with one of the judges last night after the event was over is that you know they sit at three different positions and as the night is going on they're also moving to different spots when they are supposed to be judging those different bouts Mm -hmm. and there's there's other uh judges that rotate in so they're not sitting there for the whole night but um there's a there's either three or four judges. So, like, there'll be three in any given bout, and then there might be a fourth to, like, give the judges, like, a judge a break here. Yeah. There. Um, Other than the intermission. But uh, I want to tie in something that Mike Wilkins said a while back, and it was when he would be coaching somebody, he said, like, they might be calling something out, and it looks like that's what you need to do from his viewpoint the way that he sees it with his fighter in the cage and what's happening with his opponent but he said like maybe on the other side you'd be saying something totally different yeah yeah, yeah. he said so like to, to say that so to to wrap this all up and tie it all together thank I, you I, yeah i i would not want to be a judge there's so much scrutiny no. with with We're what they do yeah yeah yep. and it's just it's we appreciate what they do that we don't pick them we respect them we're friends with uh with most of them but it's not something that i i would i don't ever have any desire for sure don't to go envy that position no no uh-uh. no kevin james on facebook our dude from down johnstown heard nothing but great things about this weekend and then he said as far as feedback he would like something like a meet the fighters event kind of like a meet yeah. and greet shout or, out to the king of queens by the way <laughs> Yeah, I don't. What, what am I? I'm missing something. Oh, Kevin James, man. come <laughs> on, dude, Dylan. That was, that was a waste of time. Combat. You have to I be bet. on it. You can't say yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little yeah. slow. I am. Well, that's every day. 
A hundred free posters autographed by the main card. We do do autograph posters for the fighters, but doing it for like the first 50 people who buy tickets get an autograph. Well, it's hard to get fighters to autograph 16 posters. It is. And let's try 160. And let's do it for free. Let's give out more free stuff. But Kevin's best comment on Facebook is, is Ryan getting more gray hairs? Probably is in this business. Definitely from this business. No doubt about it. No doubt. I think Kevin wants us to come back to Johnstown. He, he's hitting me up yeah. about Johnstown, and, and we... Let's say like it is. The last event in Johnstown did not go well. <laughs> we need a... I mean, the event went great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. it was some Fine of event. our best, some yeah, best fights f- we've ever had. <laughs> the, the seven fights that happened were great. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... It was a rough night for a promotion. There's so many things that go into factor about, you know, selling tickets and, you know, getting people in the building. And we the, the formula just didn't work that night. So, obviously, we're... Always looking to improve on that side of things, and you know we, you know I I'd like to say I'd love to go to Johnstown and kill I, it and have a wonderful show. That venue's sick. Love the venue. I love, I the, love the area. Yeah, we're forgetting something very important. Tell this us. This isn't going to be the official declaration, but we can cast our votes. Strip District Meats Meat Bucks are back. Brad from Strip District Meats. <laughs> dropped off the gift cards with me at the event. We're going to have a discussion with Brad to figure out who gets them. We're going to have a fan vote again online, just like last time, in a podcast to live announce who gets them. Oh, I, but I, we, we make our votes now. So the way this works, if you guys missed it last event, Strip District Meets, best butcher shop in Pittsburgh. If you guys haven't been there, and, and I said that before they sponsored us, so I promise it's not just because they sponsor us. Go there, check it out. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. They, uh, Brad, they're, they're open today. They are until three, I want to say. Brad, the GM there, is a huge MMA fan, grappling fan. He trains at Indio. He's very invested in the local MMA community. And he sponsors us. And he decided that for, for every event that he sponsors, they are also putting up a gift card that we're calling the Meat Bucks for the most impressive performance of the night. So at our last event, Cody Matthews got it with the ridiculous knockout of Victor Lapari, and James Lido got a second gift card for a hundred bucks. Cody Matthews was two hundred bucks. A second one because of Lido's performance against Ken Burrs. Uh, Brad was just so impressed. He's like, Lido deserves something. But Meat Bucks are back for this one. Who had the most impressive performance? Who deserves the Meat Bucks from Bit B Seventeen? This is tough. This is so tough. So how, how do we bring somebody back in from Wisconsin to pick out their Somebody in items? Wisconsin would appreciate good good beef too. Let's I just think. send meat to Wisconsin in a mail in a mail box. How does what a, a package? I don't know. <laughs> a dry ice. Yeah, I mean you can ship meat for sure. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna post on our Instagram at two four seven fighting championships tag strip district meat. So. Keep an eye on our Instagram for the official voting post because we're going to collect fan votes just like we did last time. Vote for who you guys think when that comes up. We're going to discuss with Brad announce on a live podcast. But I'm going to toss it to Ryan because he's made up his mind already. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 Lucas Siebert, when you're talking about most per- impressive performance, he beat a complete animal stud. And, and, and he did it in fairly 
convincing fashion, and it just—I thought he um, was so impressive. It was unbelievable. My 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 vote is Lucas Siebert. I couldn't agree more. I hate to follow Ryan in this category, but I would not follow him either. Lucas yeah. Siebert um, showed up. I, we've already after talked. Garlic. We've talked so extensively. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked so extensively already about how monumental and really special his performance was. Um, we got to be careful, though. I mean, we give Siebert too much meat. He's going to be fighting 170, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe, no, we'll, that's maybe we'll give him like it's a $75 meat, like, gift don't card. Don't give him a pasta gift card. Like, that's <laughs> how pot, you get. A pot roast and ramen gift card. Yeah. <laughs> District lasagna. With green and orange Lego blocks. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, right. For what it's worth, my vote, Lucas Siebert. Jimothy. Jake Wiggins. Ooh. Yeah, I mean. No doubt. It, like the, the the relentlessness and the speed that we saw coming from him. He was nasty. It was, it was to me, that was the performance of the night. One, one thing I want to add to that is. And, and so that's to go along with like three others that I could rattle off and say easy. this is. It's tough. That's, this is a tough pick. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to add to that is, like, I I think, like, when I when it was happening live, I said, this doesn't look like Miguel. But then when I watched it again, he clipped Miguel yeah, early on absolutely. And, 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 and caused that. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not... So, like, that's part of my... Hesitancy, but I yeah, that's that's a great pick as well. And none of these are wrong. Yeah. Like, well, yours are. But. I'm right. I'm wrong for sitting here. I should be sitting over there, too close yeah. to you. Shout out Buck Mooney. He's got, got cooties. Uh, He's got butt. <laughs> I, I had garlic last night. Thanks for the backup, Danny. I appreciate that. <laughs> Danny, who you got? Siebert. He picked Siebert. I mean, you got yeah. Sorry, I forgot you didn't have a mic today, Siebert. Um. You guys saw me on the UFC 290 watch party. I will I will pick somebody else just for fun, but I'm not gonna right now. I, it's Siebert for me too. I can't deny that like running down this card, that was the fight I told everybody I'm most excited for that fight because it's insanely high level. There's a lot to be revealed. There's a lot of question marks around Siebert. Answered all of them better than anybody could have imagined. I don't see how you go any other way, but I can because James Padmore, what he did, James Lido, what he did could There's easily so, go that, stock up again. Thing. Yeah. So a lot of great performances. Here it is. You get me. This is, and you get me. This settles it. Jake Wiggins, Calvin Harbaugh, I know you're listening. So October twenty first will be battle for the meat bucks. Double at or nothing. One thirty five, yeah. Double up them bucks. Double or nothing. Just push them there. They could do that would be that would be sick. And that could be uh champ champ status for yeah. Lucas. And kind of champ champ status for Jake, even though it wouldn't be. You would kind of feel like uh, I beat the 145. Yeah. So then he comes back in December and he goes for the 145 belt. I think Jake has fought at 145. So they could kind of pick the weight they want to do it at, maybe. I don't know. And just to kind of like just to kind of put some extra, you know, incentive behind that, those will be with. The new belts. Yeah. New belts. There's oh, new belts. Man. Ryan, tell me Soon. more. Soon. Where do you get this guy? I don't know. Did dude. he like 
Fine, like, I sent an email. He literally like he sent an email and then fell and then asleep. lied to us. And then fell asleep through his interview. Oh, yeah, and I missed the interview. Up. It's fine. Dude, that's so not surprising at all. And they're like, ah. Those new belts over. are sick. The new belts are sick. I'm very excited for everybody to see them. For sure. Yes. So we're, we're super stoked. These will be for the new belts. There's a whole new design. They're absolutely stunning. And I think... You better be in shape to have one strapped to you. We're yeah. those are only going to be revealed at at the show. We're not yeah, even yeah. going to show it. Yep, yep. Somebody's so, going to win it, and you're going to see it and be like, "I am." You're going to be like, "What?" And then they're going to weigh like forty pounds. More. If, yeah, if a flyweight wins it, he might be like dragging. He double, it out doubles of his <laughs> weight. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, who, who would win? Uh, like. Jake Wiggins or someone who weighs 185, like Jake Wiggins with the belt on versus a guy 185. Yeah, he would like, be near 185. Yeah, it would be yeah. very close. Middleweight Wiggins. All right, we've been at it for over two this hours. Well, two hours now. So, any any parting shots, folks? I can't think of anything, man. Mm-hmm. We covered so. My brain is still scrambled eggs. Is all I'm going to say. Two fight weeks. I felt it. That was different. That was a different level of work and energy and focus and everything but we did it and i'm very proud of us and like i said we have a huge list of things to improve on as well it's what we do at 247 we don't just pat ourselves on the back we get to work and improve so i'm excited for you guys to see the next one we are so thankful for all of you that showed up that watched the pay-per-view that that came that participated we have a staff that works their butt off to make these shows happen we're so appreciative of them i have you know, we have friends and family, my son and his friends. Like, there's a, so many, so much that goes on to, to make these happen. And we're so appreciative of all of all of the, the crew and, and the participants and fans and sponsors. Like, we are so blessed um, to be able to make all this stuff happen. We thank you all. Um, and we love you. And it's not stopping anytime soon. Oh, yeah. It's only going to ramp up. It's heating up. Thank you guys for everything. As Ryan said, it was a crazy weekend, a crazy celebration for everybody and all the hard work. And can't wait to see where we go from here. Let's get it. Out.